tonight on the show. Gadget drives a Nissan Sunny into a farm. Biggie gets in touch with his feminine side by driving a pink limo. Candy drives around the bend in a Ford Mondeo. And the star in a reasonably priced car is Sir Cliff Richard versus The Stig. It'd be rude to listen to anything else. This is Top Escapism. Hello and welcome to Modern Escapism. Uh, yeah, did you enjoy that intro? I didn't, but <laughs> I am. So you had to write it and say it. Yes, I am Oodles, your host, and I'm joined by Candy Gadget, Biggie, and Stig. And let's just Woo! crack on with some just some selling. Sell it to me, Stig. Sell it to me. Oh, I'll sell it to you. I'll sell it to Oof. you. Good. Oh. <laughs> Yes, if you like what we do, uh, then you can get more if you head over to patreon.com forward slash modern escapism. On there, you'll find the three tiers that we do. First up is modern escapees. For £5 a month, you will get an extended edition of this episode every week, as well as at least one monthly special and any other specials we do. And you'll have the ability to suggest main topics for us. If you are into Dungeons and Dragons, we do a D&D play podcast called Do Dragons Dream of Scott Sheep. And for £5 a month, the Scott Sheep tier will get you ad-free early access off that episode, as well as any battle maps Gadget puts together for the show, any original music, artwork that Candy produces, and you'll be able to suggest out, um, NPCs and items for Gadget to use in the campaign. And £7.50, the Biggie Bundle, I'll get you everything. All prices, VAT on top. You know the deal. <laughs> you know Says the on the deal. website. Uh, yeah. We also have an update on our stretch goals. Mm. We have changed things around a bit, tried to take on some feedback, and going to be offering some new things. So quickly to go through these, at £125, Modern Escapism, movie commentaries. We'll do a movie commentary every month uh, for you to listen along to, and it will be hilarious because we always are hilarious. <laughs> and we'll pick really bad films. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. will probably do the original June. At some point. Well, we have oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I will save watching that so we can do that. Oh, you can so live. F- a first oh, time. Because oh, oh, oh. I'm desperate to watch that. But I'll wait until we get to that stretch goal. I wouldn't be that goal. desperate, to be honest. It's w- no, it, <laughs> patrons, it's worth it. Tell your friends. Let Make them a patron so you can hear it. <laughs> £250 a month. Quizmaster Oodles will do a regular pub quiz for our patrons on Twitch. Uh, there will even be prizes. Yes, I've promised this for years. <laughs> it's finally in fruition, but only if you pay us. <laughs> He's desperate to be a club quiz master, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I bet he's got the outfits and everything already bought. This is what I was he's, he's, he, I've got probably the crappy little table. He's probably the crappy little table to set up in the corner. Yeah. yeah. A crappy microphone he's as well. He's probably got like a, yeah, right, a questions, questions. Tom, Tom, Tom Bowler and bingo thing as well, yeah. just for the hell of it. <laughs> it's going to be quite an interactive quiz as well, with it being Twitch integration. I've got this this funky thing. I've had it for years, this, uh, this Twitch plugin that allows me to... Uh, Put some fun. Everyone probably knows about this, but I didn't. Eh? Funky noises and stuff like that. It's gonna be. It's gonna <laughs> so be majestic. Soundboard. soundboard. That's it. <laughs> so I discovered Streamlabs. 
Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> and I've got many tuxes. I've got gold tux. I've got silver tux. And it's just going to be a good adventure, <laughs> but you've got to pay us to see it. You know what I mean? Will there be costume changes? Probably. You know what I'm like. There will be there will be ad breaks and stuff, yeah. Oh, so. could we be like team captains or something? If you're, if you're a paying patron member, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's the only way you can get in, VIPs only. Yep. I'm finally... That's not fair, because you know what I'm like when I'm drunk and on Twitch. It's just subscriptions for all. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, finally, at £350, Scott Sheep one-shots. So we'll do bi-monthly one-shots from other tabletop RPG systems, including Tales from the Loop, Pathfinder, Cyberpunk, and Alien. Ooh, they'll be fun. But let's get... Who just gets to be robot boys? Yeah. Oh, the dream. Let's get to that uh, £125 one. Let's get these commentaries on the go because that's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to be good we're not for... Far off that. We're, about, we're not far off that. We're about £90 a month at the minute. Yeah, it's going to be good for you people that just like us audibly as well because we're just going to record it and we're going to tell you when to press play when you're watching the film. So it's, yeah. it's, it, it's next gen, guys. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> yeah, please support our Patreon. Otherwise, one of us has to go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, unfortunately... You get to choose. <laughs> Last in, first out. <laughs> Patrons get to choose, yeah. No, because I may as well go now. <laughs> no, it's last in, first out. Sorry. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. But yeah, let's just crack on with the show. It's time for the Nexus, and I'm going to start because I've not got that much um, busy old uh, week drinking this week for me. You know I like a drink. But I started Shocking. playing Witcher 3 on Switch again. Um... Finally, it's £15 on the eShop at the moment. and oh, they finally put it down to a decent price. Yeah. Um, now, don't get me wrong. We all know the jokes and the memes. It doesn't look good. I don't care what you, no. can, what you can do with the post-processing on it and stuff like that. It doesn't look good. However, it's still a fucking it's black magic that that's on oh, there. It's absolute witchcraft that it works on the Switch. Witchcraft. From what I saw, say. it didn't look too bad when you're inside somewhere. It's just when you get out into the open world, it starts to get a bit jankery. Yeah, it's like it's when when you when you're on roach and you're galloping, and this is just like, where did that tree come from? <laughs> Nova Grad's a bit of a slideshow at times. Yeah, um, I think it chugs at thirty frames per second consistently, but nowhere near. I'm, I, I think I've been sub 10 frames per second in some moments and stuff like that but it's not horrendous because no one plays that game for the combat at least I don't anyway it's no. not very good combat but it's still it's functional when you're in the isn't cuts- it yeah when you're in the cutscenes you're in the dialogue it's perfect all the shinies come out and everyone looks pu- beautiful and stuff so <laughs> and uh, it, is, it, is really, it is really funny when you like I think I remember because I played it through on the Switch yeah, I remember doing uh, the Bloody Baron quest line, and mm. in one of the really dramatic uh, um, dialogue sequences between Geralt and the Baron, yeah, and like, it goes into it, and like they're you know they're being very angry with each other, and the world is loading in around them. Yeah. I thought that was really <laughs> funny. I, I just think it's re- I, I, I would not recommend playing this on full screen mode on a Switch. There's just, just literally no need to do it. But on handheld, I was in the bath playing the Switch Switcher, and um, it's just nice. Nice. Other people play it in the bath. Yeah, it's just it's just really nice. I like. I would have liked a, a version on iPad because my iPad's more powerful than my Switch. But we're not yeah, going to get that. Playing it with touchscreen controls. Ooh, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the PS5 remaster. Yeah, I was mm. gonna, but then I thought I'm still going to get it anyway. So. Yeah, I've never played it, so I thought I'm going with 
the best. I, yeah, you version. might as well wait, wait for the next. Just don't go in. Just don't go in wanting the best action game ever because it's not. No. It's just the best narrative game ever. Yeah. yeah so I could get it on PC relatively cheap. But oh yeah. My PS5 is going to be better than my PC at this point. So might yeah, as well. what's the point? Yeah. Well, you'll have it in 4K on your PS5. Anyway, yeah, nice you? big TV. But other than that, I've also started watch. Well, I've watched every episode so far of Pam and Tommy. Yeah, same. <sighs> That's a show, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I love it. So it's Sebastian funny because I remember Stan, reading the book as well. Yeah, yeah. Sebastian Stan, Lily James, and Seth Rogen, and um, a host of other stars. This is a nineties fucking romp. Of all things, it's, it's all to do with the uh, the uh, this sex tape that got leaked. Pamela Anderson and Tom Lee, you know the one where he steers the boat with his dick. We've all seen it. We've all loved it. Um, <laughs> we'll go that far. Just, <laughs> the first the first episode, I was like, oh my god, I don't I don't think I like this. And then it all kicks off in the second episode. There's a scene and it's slight spoilers. <laughs> he talks to his dick and it talks back to him. <laughs> As in, his, his dick's animated and it talks to him. Oh, Jesus. See, I knew this was Does coming that not happen to everybody else, then? Dude, you need to it go to the doctors. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> but yeah, no, I knew that bit was coming, and it still took me by surprise, just the level of detail it goes into. He got a big um, old wanger, hasn't he? Big old, well, he does have a famously large dick, does Tommy Yeah, Lee. but that, look, that, looks, that looks painful, that. Painfully large. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's not just long, is it? <laughs> oh, there's, yeah, it's... Proper... Oh, God, we're 10 minutes in and we're talking about wangers already. <laughs> Think about the poor animators that had to spend time looking at that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it wasn't it. an animator. Maybe they just put a bit of peanut butter at the top of the roof of a penis's mouth and made it, made it jump. <laughs> well, you know that I've been learning 3D animation. There's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Pam and Tommy, I recommend it's on Disney Plus. It's quite heartfelt, isn't it, Candy, when it gets going? Surprisingly, yeah. And you know what? Pam Anderson seems like such a lovely woman. Yeah, they make her out to be a they do make her out to be quite well, she obviously was the victim of it. And she was right. There was was, one there there was one thing where she mentioned, you know, she said to Tommy Lee, people are gonna be high fiving you in the street and it's different for me because I'm a woman. It's true. Yep. And it's exactly how, how it was. It's a great commentary I can't commentary get over how good they look as the characters, not the characters, but how, how much they look like them as well. It's, I haven't it's seen marvelous. it, but I've seen pictures of like Lily James. Like She looks so Ooh. much like Pamela Anderson. A lot she of it's prosthetic, prosthetics and stuff, isn't it? They yeah, give her a fake like, forehead and stuff like that. With Sebastian Stan, you can tell it's Sebastian Stan yeah. dressed up as Tommy Lee. Yeah. He captures his character quite well as well, like Tommy yeah. Lee. I've actually I've, I've met him a couple of times. And they have, on the boat, was the, it? No, <laughs> no, I was swimming around outside actually. Um, but they have captured his. He's he's quite an irritating person. He really he's got is. Quite ADD, annoying. hasn't he? He's just off his nut all the yeah. time. They capture that we, quite well. We, we need we need to dedicate an episode to Candy's stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> Patreon only. Five hundred pound Patreon special. Uh, tell all. Yeah. <laughs> Candy, Candy tells all. <laughs> but yeah, that's Pam and Tommy. I really recommend it. I can't, I'm not going to speak on it much, but I'll get back to you when I've watched them all. Um, get that watch, guys. Uh, oh, was it animated by Prixar? Oh, oh How long did it take you to work? <laughs> <laughs> that's five minutes. <laughs> when you think of a good joke, but the moment's gone, just just let it go. Oh, Come on, boomer. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, the main thing I want to talk about, I'm, share, I'm, I'm sharing this with Candy a little bit, so I'm, I'm going over my allotted time, but I want to talk about the uh, Tinder swindler. Um, it's not about Tilda Swinton like I thought it was. <laughs> it sounds like it is. 
Yeah, the swindler. Yeah, the Tinder. I can't even say it now. The Tinder swindler is basically it's exactly what it says on the tin. Um, it's a gentleman um, from Israel, I believe. Mm. He. I'm not going to spell too much. I'm going to tell you that the basics of it. And he, he's basically been using Tinder to defraud people. And yeah, it's it's a sensational movie on Netflix. But I'm going to jump over to Candy mm. now because she's going to talk about it. So he he looks like one of my best friends, and literally in one of our WhatsApp groups, one of the lads just posted a picture in, and for a second I thought it was him. It's like it just, and, and and even he looked at it and went, "Fuck me, that is me." Show <laughs> <laughs> mate the Tinder, t- t- I can't even say it, Tinder swindler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fun to say though. Yeah, Tinder swindler. swindler. I'll try and find a picture of him that that kind of matches. Tilda Swinton. But yeah, no, it's, it is a good old uh, Netflix documentary as well. And you, it kind of explains almost why it's on Netflix as well. Um, yeah. Because the, the way that they kind of get him is nothing to do with the police at all. Basically, nope. it comes down to media exposure and everything. Uh, but well, it's for scary once, media is on our side. <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously the Netflix thing is, is just another branch for them to try and get this guy. Because for, for all we know, you know, out there still swindling, I think. But yeah. do you know what the scary thing is? I'd, I'd probably absolutely fall for it. Like I, I can be swindled <laughs> in situations where you wouldn't think it's even possibly. Well, you've bought possible Skyrim to be like swindled. ten times, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's not even the worst thing I've done. We I've been swindled twice podcast. this year already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, Candy, you, you probably liked it with me when it, it shows you on all the all the WhatsApp messages, but it's like. I need I need some money because my enemies are coming. It was just making me laugh every single time. Like, who the fuck wants to date a man that says I've got enemies? Well, you know what that thought crossed my mind as well. But he'd already got his hooks in by that point. You know, yeah, once but... you've fallen for somebody, it's very yeah. difficult to yeah. see. You see what you want to see, especially if it's somebody in that position. You know, he wasn't ugly. He was a good-looking bloke, and that yeah, absolutely. And he, and he were floating around in jets and stuff like that, but. It's, I, I, what I do like about this, and I appreciate Netflix for this, I think it's made by the guys that did Don't Fuck With Cats. Mm. It's, oh, it's just a one-and-done, hour-and-a-half documentary, and I appreciate that so much. None of those cliches, what's going to happen next time? Mate, it's going to play next time in a second. I don't need none of that, do you know what I mean? But, yeah, it's good for you, Biggie, because you don't have to be flicking around. <laughs> no, you, you struggle with that. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's good. What do, what do you reckon to it, Candy, overall? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. But I, you just, I do just love a good old Netflix documentary, to be fair. And it's, I think if you are on the dating scene as well, it's probably worth watching because it is quite clever how he does get his claws into people as well. Did it work on you then? Was it getting, was it getting I was you? in. I was in. I was <laughs> writing out a check. <laughs> For his enemies. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been doing this week, Andy? Well, I only did one other thing, actually. And I know you've got something to say about it as well. So we'll do a joint Nexus this week. And yeah. I watched The King's Man. <laughs> go on, you go Ooh, first. Oh, yikes. Well, to be fair, I did go in with fairly low expectations after the Especially last one. Especially after the last one. <laughs> Especially after the last one. And I did almost give up halfway through on this. Wow. There was, <sighs> yeah. I, I've, I'm, I'm glad I watched one, it to the it? end. Because um, there's one moment, uh, probably just halfway through the film, maybe a bit towards, towards the end, where it did take me by surprise. I was like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see that I coming. I know exactly which bit. Yeah, so that kind of that kind of brought me back into the story, but um, as a whole, it's it's not a winner. I, I enjoyed how they kind of set up the Kingsman, but 
I mean, it was quite interesting in the way that they used actual history and kind of intertwined it with the story that they were. Was it interesting or was it in bad taste? It was. I think it was in bad taste. I think it was a good idea, um, Mm -hmm. and I think it could have worked. I just don't think they did it in a particularly, like you said, a particularly tasteful way. Um, I did (laughs) enjoy the Rasputin all the way through. No, 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 only half. Only half of it. So they don't even play on that. There was, I mean, there was a good action sequence. Was there any use of Rara Rasputin? No, no but so Rasputin that, gets the best scene. Yeah, he does, but yeah, there was a good fight scene with Rasputin, I thought. Yeah, he gets the best scene. And he's really good. Reese fans is a good Rasputin. He's yeah, really, he is. He's, he's got that air about him and, and that, that mysticism that you'd be like, yeah, I probably would shag him. That kind of... Because <laughs> that's <laughs> what was, Rasputin uh, did. He was Russia's greatest, greatest love machine. Russia's greatest was, love yeah, machine. Yeah. Fact. I think that was his like, only crime, was. though, actually, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, he just infiltrated the the Sars court to shag. That was literally, he was, it. yeah, he was just getting a bit too close for the to the top. But all he was doing yeah. was just shagging, shagging. around. <laughs> Tinder swindler of his time, then. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Um, he did have an air of mystery about him. And people thought he was into all kinds of occult shit yeah. and that, and yeah. that he was a he, he was supposed to be a doctor towards the um, the Russian Tsar's wife. And yeah, his he son. was just a charlatan now. Mm. Yeah, he was just he was just shagging through that palace inside and everything. <laughs> well, he actually did that. somewhat cure the son because he had some. Yes. I think he had some blood uh, problem, didn't he? And yeah. um, Rasputin told him to stop taking aspirin. Yeah, and that yeah. did work. But they thought Thin obviously voodoo or something. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I mean the only thing I've got really about this film. I mean historically the times time frames and timescales are correct. I just don't like the use of it. The, the make out that like. These massive moments in Europe's history and the world's history are just nothing but some kind of Machiavellian man's plot. Mm. I don't like that because it's disrespectful to veterans, in my opinion. Like that was the war to end all wars, and it's like, oh, don't worry, we'll just have another. It's just yeah. ah, I don't like a lot of it and how it again. It turns out that America have to, has to be there to save the day. It's a British film. Why does America mm. have to be the? Nothing, nothing against it, but. I just found a lot of it, and I think it's Ray Fiennes' worst film <laughs> by, a, by a massive margin. Yeah, I'm not even a huge fan of his, but it wasn't a good it's, one. I'm just trying to think of some redeeming good, parts it? of the film that I did actually enjoy. But yeah, there were a few action sequences that were pretty good. I like the goat. The goat was good. <laughs> yeah, the goat was good. <laughs> um, yeah, the ending set piece, the, the actual location, that mountain's cool. But it's not really a spoiler, guys. You won't know what I'm talking about. That's cool. Um, there's no main character like Exy in it. It's right. it's weird. You don't know who the main character is, and it's deliberate. And it's just, I just found it odd. I really did. I just, I think it's the worst out of the three. So, Candy, quick question: Do you often give up on films if they're really bad, or is it this film was that bad that you nearly gave up on it? Uh, I would say at home. Possibly if I'm not feeling, but it's, it's usually because I'm in the wrong mood for the film, not that the film's bad. And this one was just because the film was bad. Mm. I, I've never walked out of a cinema. No, I, I think the bit that got you back in, though, Candy, I think I know what it is. I'm just going to say one word. It involves mud. I think yeah. that's the bit that got you back in. And that's the bit that went me went, oh, fuck. Yeah, because it the leads only you down one path film. and then takes yeah. that away from you the a little bit. The first Kingsman, or Kingsman, the first one, was all the way through, I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, it's subverting that spy genre, and all the way through it, and the second yeah. one was just like, stop trying to shock me, stop it, it's not working, and wh- why is Elton John here? That kind of thing, <laughs> it's, it's not working, and this one is just, yeah, it's just bad, 
bad taste, man. It just left a real bad taste in my mouth. And that's you, Candy? That's me. That's our little Nexus. That was some good teamwork, What have you been doing? Uh, for me, um, it's, it's one good, one eh, and one bad. <laughs> so the good, uh, after the Nintendo Direct this week, I started Earthbound. First time I've ever played I'm so it. so happy for you. Uh, I'm only a couple of hours into it. I've just basically got to the point where I can start exploring the world. Yep. Um, but I love it. It's, it's so good in game. It. What about the music? It's hard as f- the music's amazing. It's hard as fucking nails. Yep, it is. Um, I keep I keep getting killed by fucking greaser looking guys in the yep. first town. Yep. What, Bastards. What did you name your pup? Your pup? Yeah, your dog. Uh, I click I click don't care and I think it came up a spark. <laughs> what, what did you do for your favourite thing? Because it asks you what your favourite oh, thing is at the beginning. What did I put my favourite thing? I put thing? boobs on mine. <laughs> of course he did. So every time they mention it, they go, I hear you're a fan of boobs. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sex goblin strikes again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I'm only a couple of hours into it, so I don't want to really talk that much about it. I, I'm going to keep playing more of it, though. It's, um, But yeah, I've never been able to play because I had a, I had a Mega see, Drive when I was a kid. I didn't have a SNES. Can you see where Undertale gets it from? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Undertale's always been a massive rip-off of Earth. Yeah. yeah. I, I've known about Earthbound. <clears throat> Well, well, yeah, this is the first time actively playing it. They're all over like Nintendo stuff, aren't they? Like Smash Brothers and stuff like that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, the bad one. Um, I watched. Uh, well, Pip and I watched over the space this week the fourth season of Disenchantment. <sighs> My missus is and watching that. Uh, she hates it. The fourth season. It's gone off the boil. Yeah, definitely gone off the boil. So that's the uh, Mac- the MacRaynan cartoon on Netflix, which is kind of based in a fantasy world. Um, they've just yeah the the it's literally a case of they've lost the plot. She, like, she loved the first three seasons as well. Yeah, first three seasons. First three seasons were brilliant, but the the fourth season, it's just the the plotting is meandering. They're bringing back random characters for no good reason. There's kind of these attempts at twists and turns throughout it that don't make any sense. Yeah. You also got characters kind of changing motivations in the middle of episodes. Yeah, and the kind of ever present threat that was in the third season. Is only in the beginning and end of this season. That's weird, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think I think they need to finish it with season five. They've left it on another cliffhanger. If they need to end it on season five, if they try and carry this on long term, it's just not going. It's going to get worse. Yeah, yeah. They need to wrap up the story. It's it's had its day, which is a shame because it had so much promise in the beginning. It, I, I watched the full f- first season and I liked the one with the gingerbread man and stuff. You know, the gingerbread house, the An- yeah. Ansel and Gretel one, and I think it had it. it it got me excited because I thought, oh my God, we're getting a Futurama type thing again. But I just, I just didn't compel me to go back. But we are getting Futurama again, luckily. Yeah, but without Bender. Yeah. Which is fucking weird. For now. So, yeah, they're going to have to recast John DiMaggio or something like that. Possible. He, he might hold out for some more money, I think, perhaps. He's worth it. He's great. Mm. I think that's what they say, well, didn't it? It was a dispute over that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean he's, he's, he's still in with Gracie Films and that because, you know, he plays Zog in... Um, yeah. Uh, in Disenchantment, yeah, and plays it very well, yeah. Um, but the the the, the middling one I, I watched is another fantasy cartoon. Uh, I watched um, the nine available episodes so far of The Legend of Vox Machina. Oh, on... caught up with it. Yes, I've watched all nine episodes, uh, and I I have thoughts. Just copying Scott so Sheep, the... aren't they? By the looks of it. <laughs> yeah, me and Stig are happy about this. We, we, we've been speaking to us lawyers, and we've got a case. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, so that yeah. So this is the um, this is the animated adaptation of uh, Critical Role's first campaign, following the um, the legendary adventuring party Vox Machina. 
Um, it features all the main cast of Critical Role. Um, so Laura Bailey, Talison Jaffe, Alice, uh, Ashley Johnson, Matt Mercer, Liam O'Brien, Marisha Ray, Sam Riegel, and Travis Willingham. And it's telling a few, a couple of stories from the first campaign, I believe, um, and one kind of prequel story. It has a hell of a supporting cast. Like, uh, for instance, you got uh, Stephanie Beatrice is in it. Uh, Kari Payton, who people would recognise from Critical Role, or he plays King Ezekiel in The Walking Dead. Oh, Tiger Man. Uh, yeah, David Tennant is in it. Oh, Doctor Who Man. Yeah, uh, The Hound, Rory McCann, he's in it. Oh. Oh, The Hound. Game of Thrones Man. Yeah. Game of Thrones Man. Stephen Root's in it, Dominic Monaghan's in it, Gina Torres. Like, they've got some really fucking top-tier cast in this. Mm. Um, and I, I don't love it. Oh, oh no. Uh, oh, no. He doesn't so love it, guys. Not, so so, so my, my, my main experience with Critical Role is the second campaign, so it's not with this adventuring party. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know a huge amount about Box Machina, but I have seen one-shots and I have seen episodes with them and stuff like that. Um, and I, I have seen the episodes um, which tackle most of the B story to the camp uh, to the uh, cartoon series. Yeah. The problems I've got with it, like I don't think a, I think I don't think a lot of the characters translate well to an animation as opposed to being like played live on a tabletop situation. Mm. Like um, Pike is fine, she works fine, um, Vax works fine, as does Keyleth, but. Uh, and Scanlan as well, the the one that's um, that you think is ripping off uh, Treble. Yes, but yeah, um, Vex and Percival especially, they just don't work in this cartoon. Their characters are too prickly. They're too, um, they're too removed from uh, the situation. Problem which is, makes I, things the, difficult. The main problem I, I say, I've never, I've not watched Critical Role, and I've and I've not watched this, but this is now scripted, isn't it? Surely, it, it is takes scripted, something yeah. away from the pleasure of. Live D and D, yeah. There, there is, there is also a tone problem with it. Mm. This, I mean, this, this, this is more of an anime than a cartoon, like in its style and its way it's presented. Yeah, but sometimes it is really, really incredibly funny. There are some brilliant fucking moments, like for, like for instance, um, there is a scene in one of the episodes where Scanlan, um, the uh, the bard, uh, one of his most used spells is Mage Hand giant fucking purple hand that he that he uses to get into mischief for. Mm. And he's being confronted by a big bad evil guy on the top of a roof that's burning, and his way of escaping it is to have the mage hand just appear up, giving the finger from below. <laughs> and he jumps on the mage hand and it takes him down to the ground. I mean, it's a badass move. It's mm. brilliant. And it's very funny, but it's then counteracted that one of the next shots is of a hanging tree with children hanging from it. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. It it it. Goes from funny moments to ultra unnecessarily dark moments so fucking quick. Watch the King's Man. Very similar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the pro- the problem is, and I get why this has happened. It's because the so the the, the kind of the, the first two episodes are a um, like a kind of little prequel adventure bit of Vox Machina in their early days, and then you get like a little bit of a time jump of them being kind of protectors of the realm, and you get the main story for the season. That main story for the season is actually taken from the web campaign, the the original um, version of it played live. Mm-hmm. The original version played live took them thirty six hours to go over. This is done over nine episodes. This is no, this is done over six episodes, uh, seven episodes. It's ridiculous. So Twenty two minute episodes as well. So it's just so they've com- 
So, but what they've managed to hit all the major drama beats and major comedy beats of that 36 hours. So everything is compressed so much. You go from extremely funny to extremely dark. Yeah. It's also got that problem that adult animation has, which I find really irritating, where it's unnecessarily gory. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind cartoons being violent or, or cartoon gore or anything like that. But when, you've, when you're like nine episodes into it and you've seen your, your hundredth creature have its head pulped and stuff like that, like in great slow motion detail, mm. it's just like, oh, come on, lads. You know, <laughs> it's a, it loses its impact the more it happens. So do you um, recommend you it? Can't, I, I need to see how the rest of the series comes out. There's three more episodes to come out. Yeah, it, it, it um, could pull some out of the bag, couldn't it? It could pull some. Like, the thing is, there is a lot to like in it. The animation is gorgeous. It's done in that uh, anime style where it's like 15 frames a second. Everyone's really well detailed. Yeah. Mo- all the voice acting is incredible. There's a really funny running gag because because Matthew Mercer doesn't have a party character. He's basically playing the villain mm-hmm. in it because that's what a DM does. But there are characters that you would class as NPCs, you know, just little side characters that get one line in an episode. Yeah. Um, that you can hear it's him voicing it. And the characters are drawn like him. They've got his face shape, his long hair, <laughs> and stuff like that. And they usually end up getting killed. And it's really funny. I find that a re- really funny little, little um, thing. Um, the music is great. All of Scanlon's songs are fucking incredible. Like, the, like Sam Riegel's singing is, incre- is amazing. Travis Willingham as, Go- as a Grog Strongjaw, uh, the Goliath Barbarian, is hilarious. Because yeah, he nasty. has... Yes, we are. Yeah, that like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he is dumb as bricks, but innocent with it. So he's a big fan of murder. Reminds me of someone that. <laughs> yep. Loves, loves, loves killing. Yep. But gets very upset when there's no booze left in the place. Oh, yep. Or, you know, is, 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 on a, is on a sneaking mission and, 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 um, and one of the other characters is going, I'm going to go around the back. I'll meet you back here in half an hour. He says, bring a sandwich. <laughs> I'm not going on a food run. Says, oh, come on. I'm hungry. And stuff like that. Like, he's very, he's, he's very in the moment character. But when he has his emotional moments, like, not just angry as well, he has some sad moments as well. Travis William is such a good actor. He can make this idiot so relatable, and it's wonderful. So that's why I'm saying I'm a bit met on it, because there's a lot I don't like about it, but there's a hell of a lot to like. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things, I think if you haven't seen Critical Role, you'll probably enjoy it. That's pro- This is what I was thinking. Would it be better? Or, or if you're a super fan of Critical Role, you'll really enjoy it, because it's basically it's fan service. I think if you're like me, who's a casual fan of Critical Role and knows the plot lines that they're doing, I think you'll find it a little bit... Yeah. Grating, but it's probably still the best D and D adaptation for TV. You know, because you had that cartoon in the nineties, and then you've had a run of really bad films and stuff We've like that. We've got that, that community episode. The... That's good. Oh yeah, the community <laughs> episode, which no one can see anymore. No, um, <laughs> it was good. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty much the best adaptation of D and D for some for TV. So I, I guess give it a try. The first two episodes are their own contained little story, and you, you you get a lot of stuff from that. There's a lot of swearing, a lot of sex. Uh, there's a guy pooping at one point. What you need to know, Oodles, about Scanlon um, Shorthold is he is an incredibly horny bard. They all it's are. A meme, it, it, it's a meme within D&D that, um, that bards are all horny bastards. No, he is the horniest. See, I didn't know that. It just happened. It's just for my own personality that my bard's a horny <laughs> little bastard. <laughs> like, your introduction to Scanlon is him fucking. Perfect. That was my introduction to you guys. <laughs> yeah, simply enough. Uh, but yeah, like I said, give it a try. Give the first couple of episodes a try. I, I'm gonna. I, I imagine I watched nine episodes in one sitting. Like it's not that it's bad. It's, it's digestible like, then, at least, isn't it? It's like yeah, yeah. It's 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 digestible. It's just I have I have issues with it. But 
It's it's definitely a case you're a of your mileage. Professional dungeon vary. master, though, it's different. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna have fucking issues with everything. Yeah, um, yeah. It's you know. I think if the episodes were longer and they just got into a bit more detail, and you didn't have those breakneck changes between funny moments and dark moments, mm-hmm. I think that would be better. What's what's it called me? again? Just, just remind uh, everyone. The Legend of Vox Machina. Perfect. Perfect. Excellent. Thank you very much, sir. Stig, take it away. Um, I've not done a lot this week, and it wasn't <laughs> until literally until last night that I watched something. I was like, I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> uh, I finished Halo Infinite. Uh, we've kind of touched on that before. Brilliant, absolutely loved it. Um, can't wait for the next one. So ten years, yeah? <laughs> no, it won't be ten years, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just such a good, good game. Really, I, they they done an absolute brilliant job of bringing that series back from what was pretty much just. It wasn't dead, but there was just not a lot of. It looked bad. Didn't I mean, it had been seven years between games. No one really cared about it much, so did they? Everyone said that. Yeah, four, there was still evangelists for four and poor five. Games. Yeah, four and five were poor. Four, five and... was so bad. Yeah, was it? Was it really that bad? What everyone's saying. I mean, you only played Master Chief in three levels of the game. Oh Jesus! Oh, that's weird. You, yeah, you, you played more as Spartan Locke than you did as um. Who the fuck uh, is Spartan Locke? <laughs> Another Spartan who was sent to hunt down the chief, and you also had fucking Nathan Fillion giving it that all the time in, in your ear. I can take a little bit of Nathan wise... Fillion. Yeah, no, it was too much Nathan Fillion. Okay. Right, well, I'm, I'm never going to play him, but this one was <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely loved it. Like the story. The only, the, the only criticism would be that the environment, the open world environment, um, needed needs more variation. It is. I, I keep. I keep getting lost. In it, it is basically the same thing all the way around. Like it's. It's just green vegeta- vegetation with a few mountains, and then bits of broken, like halo ring. Like so, it looks like big metal monoliths kind of poking out everywhere. Yeah. There's. There's not many um, landmarks, is there? Like it's very easy to get turned around where you are if you're not using looking at the map. Yeah. every five seconds when you're traveling. Is it around. the whole ring? Can you like look up? No, no, no. It's just a small section. You can you can, you can, you can look up and see oh, the ring, but you can't explore. For me, the whole that ring. was one of the biggest oh my god moments on the first yeah. Halo when you landed Absolutely. and you you're like fuck. Just and in my head, I'm like, I'm going to go there eventually. I didn't. <laughs> Pretty effective JPEG, wasn't it? it was beautiful, <laughs> beautiful JPEG. I think no matter how close you got to it, it never changed. I, <laughs> I think the, the grapple hook has ruined every um, ah. FPS from now on, though, because that thing is essential and so much fun. I got to the point where when you were indoors and I was like, oh, this is a long corridor. I'll just use the grapple hook to pull myself along this <laughs> corridor because I couldn't be bothered running down it. So, And you can literally, once you've upgraded that fully, you can, do, you can use that to climb a mountain. You just shoot it, nice. you pull yourself up, you drop for about two seconds and it reloads and you shoot up again. You can just pull yourself all the way up st- obstacles. So yeah, really good nice. fun, really looking forward to the next one whenever that's out. But I'm glad to give it an extra year or whatever it was to develop that. Based on that preview they put out, it needed it. Yeah. I did find the Craig Easter egg as well. Yeah, that's the boy. We're going to get him on the show eventually, Craig. <laughs> do, do, the, do the boss fights ever become fun in it? <laughs> Um, because I I I did a boss fight last night, which was fucking awful. Which one was that? I didn't like the boss Bastos? fight. I don't like the boss fights in um, Destiny Two either. It was, it was uh, when you when you're heading into the conservatory level, you had a boss fight like oh, in a really tight area, right at the top of the that. guy with the hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that one's shit. That. Oh, it was awful. I, the easy way to kill him was just take up a energy, like one of those big massive double 
handed guns. I just took that up with me and just stood there and shot it, killed him. I've, ne- really I've never enjoyed a boss in a first person shooter because it's always they've got a bit of a shield, whittle that shield down and then kill them. You know what I mean? It's always been yeah. a bit. The, the other problem that you have with it is that when they when they like kind of level up and they start they get faster or something, you can't see where they are. So you're running away to try and reset yeah. yourself. You don't know where they are. You can turn around and they're right on you, and you're like, oh, "Fuck sake!" Like you just you haven't managed to pull yourself away and just get yourself. I wonder reset. if the uh, boss fights and in Chief, um, Chief's not very fast either, is he? Yeah, that's why the, the grapple hook in... comes into it. <laughs> was the boss fights in Killzone any good, Biggie? They were awesome, mate. But that's just me. I bet they were. <laughs> I bet they were. I bet they fucking were. <laughs> <laughs> But the, the thing that I did watch last night, which I really enjoyed, was Murderville. Murderville. Oh, is that the successful uh, American <sighs> version? Murder yes. Successful. Yes. Oh, nice. Based on Murder and Successful. Yeah, it is. Um, it's on Netflix. It stars Will Arnett uh, as Terry Seattle, him. a clumsy senior detective who's going through divorce proceeding with Rhonda, who's the chief of police. He has a hard time getting over the death of his former partner, Laurie Griffin, who died 15 years ago. And he has a tough time getting over his divorce settlement with Rhonda. Uh, Each week, there is a story set up. There's been a murder. And uh, Terry Seattle has to solve that murder. with fucking name, Terry Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's proper like, I'm Terry Seattle. I love it. I love Will Will Arnett, though. He's so fucking good at everything he does. Yeah. And each week, they bring in a celebrity. um, Yeah. They're playing themselves, but not, they're not playing the celebrity version. They're just playing a new, they're playing a recruit, but they're called like, so the first one is Conan O'Brien. He's, they just call him Conan. And all of their part is improvised. Yeah, so that's the what rest of the show. Yeah, yeah, the rest of the show is scripted. And then they have <laughs> but to, they're imp- not. but they're not. And they have to improvise around it. And it's oh, fucking hilarious. And there's one bit, I, I, I want to spoil this because it, I just found it so funny. So, but there's one bit in the first episode with Conan where he sat, they go to a diner and he sat at a table and he's like, oh, do you want a sloppy jalapeno Joe's? He's like, yeah, it's like, oh, this is the, the best sandwich ever. It's like, you know what a sloppy Joe is? Like a big, yeah, horrible sandwich. sandwich full of like, you know, slop. That's why it's called sloppy <laughs> Joe, basically. And Will Arnett's just there going, eat your sandwich, eat your sandwich. He's eating it and he just keeps putting a more and more hot sauce on it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Conan's like, he's, like, he's like, make sure you eat your sandwich while, you, while you're talking to him and then he's just more and more hot sauce and Conan's like getting redder and redder eating this sandwich trying to question the suspect (laughs) he's just like it's so funny (laughs) so the first season has Conan O'Brien Marshawn Lynch who's American football basketballer no he's a football oh he's a American football football player yeah but he's really good I've seen the trailer he's not an actor he's really good in it Uh, Camille Nanjiani love him Annie Murphy, Sharon Stone, and Ken Jeong. Sharon Stone? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It's in. And I saw the trailer and I saw, I saw, I saw, the, uh, I saw the, um, the guy who I thought was a basketballer, but it makes more sense he's a footballer because he's a big guy. Yeah, he is. Um, I saw him and he did, he did something really funny. Like he got right into the scene. <laughs> oh, there's a scene with like a two way mirror thing with that. And it's... That's the bit, that's what I saw in the trailer, yeah. <laughs> it looks so, so good. good. It is so good, the two way mirror. We smashed bit. that as well. Yeah. And um, Camille, though, has, he can't hold it together. He's just constantly. He's so good when he's on Constantly stuff. giggling and constantly like having to turn away. And, and, and <laughs> the best part about it is when they make Arnett break character. Oh. <gasps> Oh, so like, he's obviously trying to play it, but then they'll yeah. say something or do something funny, and he'll just like it, 
he just has to turn away or like cover his mouth and you can just see him like not trying not to break character <laughs> in the scene. So it works then. But yeah. It? Sorry? It's it works. It. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The, there's two seasons in uh, the British version with, um, what's his name? Him who does the podcast with um, Ranganathan. What's his name? Is Tom, Tom something or other. Uh, hang yeah. on, let me have a look up. Got the I didn't know there was here. a British version. Yeah, it's murder and successful. It's called. It's exactly the same, but it's got him in it. Tom, um, Tom something. Tom Davies. Tom Davies. Yeah, and he's he's brilliant. And uh, the the British one's really funny. It's not got as big a stars as the American one, though. <laughs> I can tell <laughs> no. you that much. Yeah, but it's definitely worth checking out because it's just it's just the the mixture of the fucking Sharon Stone. <laughs> fucking yeah, I watch both. I check them both out. The the improvisation with the scripted stuff is, and they always trying to is always doing something to try and put the 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 guest star off like they go to a high school and, and Will Annette says to Camille he's like oh um, we're going to go see the jock so you need to do a cool walk he's like so, <laughs> tilt your head like this and, and you know get your shoulders going and he's walking he looks like fucking Frankenstein Dr. Frankenstein's um, Igor Igor yeah he looks more like Igor than a cool high school jock he's like <laughs> and he's like do the cool noise and he's walking around going eh, eh, like that <laughs> That's how the cool people do act. Yeah, it is. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I've still got the last two episodes to go, but uh, yeah, I was. Well, that's what I watched last night, and I think it's really worthwhile watching. Oh, the the, the basically the the person who comes on has to interview three people throughout the show, and at the end, yeah. they, have, they have to say who did it. Oh, so, to get it right. Yeah, to get it right. And um, you as the audience, if you're going to watch this, pay attention to stuff because it helps you try, because you, it, it gets you trying to figure out who the murderer is. And it's all these just little subtle things of like, oh, this person did this and this person's. In between laughing your ass off. Yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> just these little subtle things that the, that the person who did the murder does all that. And you have to try and pick up on that. That's inspired me for a and d murder mystery, that gadget. But, Take note. But the funny thing is, is I don't think that the um, the stars actually pick up on most of this stuff and just take no. a wild swing at <laughs> like, who <Yes>. it is. <laughs> so, yeah, watched that last night. Really good. I'm looking forward to seeing the last two episodes. Excellent. Thank you, dude. Um, Biggie, end it for us. End it now. So, yeah, there's a, a couple of things uh, I just want to talk about. There's one main one. Um, very briefly, I... When I was off sick, I was playing Parasite Eve on my Vita. I went back to playing that again. God, I love that game. And it's still a travesty that it's never received a European release. I still can't believe that. Mm. Very upsetting. Yeah, I had to download that game. I never. I played the first, the second one. Did second I? one? Second one came over. Yeah, to our shores, yeah. and it's nowhere near the set. It's completely different. The second one. It's more like Resident Evil. Yeah. Second one. But yeah, I was just having a bit of fun playing that um, when I was in bed. Um, caught up on a few movies that I wanted to catch. Uh, Black Widow, finally got around to seeing that. Uh, what do you think? Agree with what everybody said. Yeah, it's fine. Nothing particularly wrong with it. It's absolutely it. fine. But mm. yeah, it just came out at the wrong time, I agree. I think it should have come out Yep. Uh, where it was kind of set in where it fits in with the movies. Um, because of last or the best uh, British film show, I went back and watched Lock, Stock and Snatch. Um, yes, both really yes. good. In fact, I enjoyed Lock, Stock more again this time. Um, just I've forgotten. I still think Snatch is the better. So film. much, yeah, I would agree. But I just kind of really enjoyed Lock, Stock more for some reason. Just really enjoyed. Mm. Uh, mm. I heard Stephen Graham's in them. 
<laughs> so, no way yeah, really no. good um, the main thing I want to talk about is uh, I finally got around to watch something that I've had on my radar for a while and it's Mare from East Town oh yes, yes on mine as yes. well so this was uh, written by Brad Inglesbury and it's directed by Craig Zobel who um, amongst a few things did American Gods and Westworld <clears throat> which are both and really decent bring out the Winslets because I have forgiven <laughs> Kate for what she did in Titanic because yep. this is literally <laughs> a career defining role for Kate Winslet she won an Emmy I think didn't she Yeah, she, I, I cannot speak highly enough Honest. of her role in this and she's also super, superbly supported by uh, Jean Smart Julianne Nicholson uh, Angori Rice, Evan Peters, David Denon, Guy Pierce, Susie Bacon. Guy Pierce is back. And Katie Spaney, Spaney. It's hard to do, uh, pronounce her name, but uh, to name a few of the supporting cast. It's basically set. I can't believe Guy Pierce is back, everybody. <laughs> it's set in a small town near Philadelphia. Um, Kate plays the title of the show, Mayor. She's the town's only detective as part of the team at a local police station. Um, she was originally revered as like the local school hero after winning the basketball championship for the town. Uh, but she now finds herself sort of wrapped up in everyone's lives because uh, obviously being like the only detective, she has to question everybody and she gets sort of pulled into everyone's sort of private business and becomes very unpopular. Um, and she gets involved because there's a local murder of a young mother uh, as it impacts the whole community. Whilst dealing with this, um, the fallout of that leads her on to the cold case of missing girls um, that is also going on in the background. And she also has to battle holding it together with three generations of her own family all look like they're fall falling apart after the sad suicide of her own son. Um, the mystery itself is fine. It, it's well done. It's no different to anything else you've seen. But this is more of a character study of everybody in the town. Uh, which is why it's not just Kate that should get the um, applaudits. It's everybody. I think they're all good. But yeah, it's just, it's in fact, it's a very I've good seen, representation of women as well. They get some really strong parts yeah. in this. I've seen scenes, I've seen one of the more famous scenes of the show when, I don't want to spoil too much, but she's in a house and there's something happening in the house that's very tense. Yep. And I was like, wow, Winslet, you do it. Come on. She's brilliant. Oh, queen. The, 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 the amount of different emotions that she has to portray, um, it just shows... She gets a bit Jason Bond though, doesn't she? Yeah, but it, it shows her craft <laughs> as well, though. It, it shows yeah, how good yeah. that she can literally... You can read everything in her eyes, whether she cries on cue yeah. or just shows that there's something going on inside her head with the emotions. It's just brilliant. It's so good. I've always liked Kate Winslet. I just didn't mm. like that boat movie that she yeah. were in. And yeah, no, she's fine. I've seen her in lots of things. The movie that shall not be named. But um, she apparently also um, got uh, recognition for pulling off a Philadelphia regional accent, which is yep. known as the Delco accent after Delaware County. And a lot of people. It's one of the harder ones to do, she isn't it? Absolutely nailed that. But yeah, if you like cop crime dramas, it's more than fine it's really well done but just the character study as well very emotional and because it involves her family as well as other people's families they all just nail it they all deliver the, the strife mm. that they're all going through and it's that typical sort of small town um, you know everybody knows everybody's business and there's obviously rumblings going on between different people the secrets it's just yeah really really well done and it's only seven episodes 
Yeah. But they're talking about maybe doing a second series, but even she's admitted it took a lot out of her emotionally to do that role, and she'd love to do it. There, there was murmurings of a film adaptation of the show. Mm, okay. So I, I don't I don't like it when they do that, especially when it's so modern. It makes no sense to do it. Yeah, but I, I, th- I thought it was excellent. It's just really, really cool. And you can imagine the scene where... Um, She's in a when she's finished having a really particularly bad day, and she's having a beer in um, one of the local bars. And obviously, everybody that she's had problems with are in that bar, and it's that kind of thing. There's just that atmosphere between characters constantly, all the time. So good, very tense, really cool. Excellent. It's been it's been a bit of a, a murder mystery special this Nexus, hasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Um, Stig's disappeared, but it doesn't matter. We, we're going to go on to the main topic now. And guess what, guys? It's a candy episode. Yeah, so it's my turn. We've got a special treat for you first, haven't we? So yeah, I'm going to relax. I'm going to sit here and just enjoy the chaos. Take it away, Gadget. On modern escapism, Biggie drives into a tree. Oodles takes the bus. Stig eats a cookie. <laughs> Candy gets attacked by her cat. And I do a voiceover. That's wicked. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's what I can spend, what I can do with a wasted hour on a Sunday. That's absolutely yes. incredible! Uh, wow. So yeah, as you may have gathered from that wonderful intro, we'll be doing a Top Gear special this week, and we're talking about our favourite vehicles. Um, we're off to Cambodia! Yay! <laughs> well, we are actually going to change the format up a little bit here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you all to review your cars, and then we're going to go on a grand tour. And there is actually a potential winner here, and I'm going to explain the rules to you and the listeners once we've done our reviews. Um, mm-hmm. And on that, and I'm just going to go in the order that we are sitting on the video. We'll start with Oodles. Hello. So I was told many times that I, I couldn't use certain what I class as vehicles because they don't have wheels. They don't have. You weren't allowed Gundams. That's what we said. <laughs> we're allowed Gundams. <laughs> so I got the next best thing: Optimus Prime, <laughs> <laughs> leader of the Autobots. And hold up. We have a the... ruling, Candy. Do we, we need a legal ruling on These this one? I'm letting it fly. Yes. Actually, that's not true because I'm not letting it fly. No, he um... can't fly. Optimus can't fly. <laughs> He's got wheels, but it yeah. counts. He is. This is the misconception. He is just the cab, uh, the main of a, of a flatbed lorry, basically. A, a, not a juggernaut like in the Michael Bay films. <laughs> he's not a juggernaut. And and he's obviously got a little house behind him. Sometimes he's got a trailer that got all his guns in, <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, he's he's just a semi, or as the Americans say, semi. He's just a truck. And one of my best toys ever, got, by the way. When I was a kid, he's got a special ability because of the uh, the Matrix or the All Spark, however you want to call it, whichever law you want to come from. Um, he can turn into a robot. Uh, well, he is a robot, basically. He's an Autobot. From the planet Autobotia, I, can't, I don't know. I, don't know <laughs> I can't remember. I'm not. I'm yeah, not huge on Transformers. I just know he looks like a mech, <laughs> so I had to pick him. Um, yeah, you, you all know what Optimus Prime is. He's he's the daddy. He's the daddy of the Autobots, and 
he dies so much. <laughs> you know, everything he's ever been in, he just gets killed. He does die a lot. He's the Sean Bean of mechs. <laughs> he just constantly gets killed, but he always comes back and he's got a big old gun. Um, <laughs> and I think I love him. Uh, yeah, I've just picked him. I think he's incredible. He's a good leader. He's got a great voice. Roll out. Um, yeah, he's just yeah. Please, just please, please, can we go back to when you were discussing him last week at the end of last week's pod about your worries about whether if you're in the cab, I do have what worries. Happens in I do have worries. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's a vehicle, and in the cartoon, the little boy got out of Optimus Prime before he transformed. <laughs> now, if I'm still in Optimus Prime, will I get crushed in the cab and become part of his chest? You're gonna have to find out. I don't know if I'm going to die on this uh, special. I could die. This could be my death. It could but it's be. worth it. If I die at the hands of a mech, I'm fine with that. Glorious yeah, way to go. Prime. He'd be meshed in with it forever. Yeah, I'll be part of his innards. Just be like one of the hanging air freshener from the uh, <laughs> yeah. corpse. Exactly. It doesn't smell quite so good, though. Yeah. It's got loads of robot mates as well, and one of his mates can turn into a little cassette. No one uses cassettes anymore, but it's funny. It's just nice, isn't it? So, yeah, he's got he's got enemies, but who hasn't? And yeah, just Optimus Prime. Excellent. Roll out. Excellent choice. Well, we're going to go on to me next because that's what I can see. That's what everyone can see. And I'm going to do a red and white 1958 Plymouth Fury known as Christine. Mm. Now, you took it seriously. <laughs> you took a, a real car. Well, kinda. There's a lot of mystery and tragedy surrounding this particular car. Some Mm. say she's cursed. Some say she's possessed. Stephen King once wrote a book regarding these supposedly paranormal events, but I don't. (laughs) But I don't believe in all that shit. So based on real events, I'm gonna I'm gonna take her for a spin whilst I talk about her history. So the Fury was a subseries of the Plymouth Belvedere from 1956 through 1958. It was sold only as a sandstone. White two-door hardtop with gold anodized aluminium trim. In 1956 and 1957, in 1958, it was only available in buckskin beige with gold anodized with twin four-barreled uh, carburetors. And sorry, I can oh, in oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh no, what's happening? Uh, oh boy. Have you, have you crashed? Have you taken it for a spin and crashed it? She's got it as a drone, hasn't she? Look at her face, she's panicking. <laughs> I don't You've think I'm going to be doing the grand tour, guys. Uh oh. I'm out. Ooh. Gadget, onto you. <laughs> she died. <laughs> and you died on the way back to her. Fun it. Love it. So, uh, we all know motorbikes are pointless, right? Then they're just not as good as cars. Nope. You end up getting yourself killed more often than not. Than like, even just looking at, a motor- <laughs> looking at a motorbike will, will, will usually kill a person. Yeah. They're just dangerous things. Yeah. And the worst thing about them is you can't go off-road in them. You know, there's two wheels. You'll get stuck in the mud. You'll, you'll hit a rock. You'll die. There's just so many different ways to die on a motorbike. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Sam Porter Bridges and you have a reverse strike. That's different. Exactly. Yes. The reverse strike from, uh, from uh, uh, Death Stranding because it's got three wheels. Ah. But unlike most trikes, which have the two wheels at the back connected to the engine, this one has them on the front. And this means that you can Skyrim your way up sheer cliff faces <laughs> on your bike with 164 <laughs> kilos of, of cargo on your back. It does have I've the best suspension done. I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, thing, that thing can climb up a fucking vertical wall. 
Yeah. Um, my, my, my favorite moments with the reverse strike happened to be do, trying to get five stars with the wind farm in Death Stranding, <laughs> which is an annoying place to get to and from. It's full of baddies. Because, because it's got a sheer fucking cliff face in front of it. And just like loading up a reverse strike, hitting the boost, hitting that wall as fast as you can with a hundred and something kilos of, of, of shit on your back and just bouncing up the rocks. <laughs> Can't do that in a normal motorbike. If you do that, if you do that in your average Triumph or a Bugatti uh, or a Ducati, you'll die. You'll die. Just even just considering the idea, you'll die. But the reverse trike can do it, and it doesn't kill the polar bears because it's electric. Yeah, it's not got very good range though. <laughs> ah, but you can get the long range version. Which version are you talking about? Just just put some batteries on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah just, just stick more batteries on. It. Just strap a couple of Duracells to the side. Gives you more range. What more it. do you want? It's a great vehicle. Yeah, it's it, it's fantastic, and if and if you need that speed boost, it does go into the Ducati mode. You get the two wheels come together to become one. So good! <laughs> it's it's a Voltron wheel. <laughs> oh. Ooh. And then you then you can blast you can blast through a mule camp and uh, and not have your your head caved in by some package addicted weirdos. Death Stranding's a weird game. <laughs> yeah. Explain Very that to your game. grandma. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly glorious. Yes, mm. but uh, yeah, the the reverse trike from Death Stranding. It's a marvelous vehicle. Awesome. You should see. I, I, sh- I should because I knew you were started playing it again. I should have left your mind because mine's incredibly pink. It's, <laughs> I love it. I adore it. Shockingly so. <laughs> Biggie, what do you have for us? Well, I quote: "My opinion is it's a bridge too far to go fully autonomous cars," and that was from Elon Musk. Well, Kit says, "Fuck you," because Kit. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty much a highly advanced robotic automobile that, quite frankly, makes Stephen Hawkins look like a sat-nav. The 1982 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am, whose own name inspires new life from the ashes of its predecessors. Immortal, if you like, and in no way implies that if you crash this car, it will go up in flames like some horrible fireball of death. Kit basically... Is a talking car. It does everything you need. It's got ejector seats. It has oil slicks to throw out behind you. He has his primary spoken language as English. However, he can also speak fluently in Spanish, French, and much more. You can even download an Irish update with a version, and that's called Cunt. But Kit is also... (laughs) (laughs) And that's how we got kicked off the internet. But the car can come to you to save your aid. It can give you money. It can print things inside. You can play games inside. It does everything. Counterfeit money. And it can go really, really fast when you need it to do. It's got a flamethrowers. It's got everything you need. It's Kit from Knight Rider. Don't think Pontiac Trans Ams were particularly fast. They're very heavy cars. Cats and corners, either. Yeah, they're American cars. They don't know what corners are. (laughs) I can give you the specs here. Just give me a second. It said oh God, here. Kit or a Pontiac Trans uh, it, Yeah, we're not talking about Kit, the fake one. <laughs> it goes um, 0 to 60 in two seconds. <laughs> it fucking it does. It, no, it doesn't. It says it here. No, it doesn't. The internet said so. Thank you very much. It has turbo I'm, I'm, I'm boost. I'm fact-checking you it here. It can launch I mean, over obstacles. Doesn't. It even has a parachute. Turbo boost. <laughs> it's all you need to know. Because it's a rocket. <laughs> I give you oh. kids. So, uh, P- Pontiac Firebird Transam acceleration miles per hour, not to 64.6 seconds. That seems a bit more like no, it's not to 76.4. Yeah, he's talking about Kit. This is the car that talks to you. <laughs> well, it's really annoying. It keeps calling I do, you I Michael, do like which it's... is very annoying. 
Unless you I like it. its silent eye. Yep. I like its eye. That scans mm. anything nearby, people, shops, anything you need. It can even smell. It actually has a smell sensor, so you can find your favourite Do you reckon it can through. do scanners your shop? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, I'll mm. give you kit. Nice. And finally, it's Stig. All right, I've done this slightly different to everyone else. <clears throat> I'm going full Clarkson. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <sighs> Get your blazer on. <clears throat> can you fight a crime in the streets of Gotham in a tank that doesn't have fins? Of course you can. It's called the Tumbler, a new concept and complete breakaway from the Dark Knight's traditional skinny Batmobile with its fancy lights and silly fins. And whilst it costs a whopping 80 million to produce, causing <laughs> mouths to, to drop quicker than a set of pearls, there's a good reason. <laughs> it measures 15 feet long, 9.4 feet, feet wide, and weighs an astonishing 2.5 tons. But thanks to its 5.litre V8 engine, it can kick out up to 500 brake horsepower to reach 60 miles per hour in a staggering five seconds. Not too, though, is it? That's, qu- that's quicker than the likes of an Aston Martin V8 Vantage Roadster, a Lotus Elise, and a v- Ferrari 456 GT. Topping out at a whopping 160 miles per hour, this Lamborghini Hummer hybrid isn't letting any scum of Gotham get away. (laughs) But for a vehicle like this, speed isn't the be-all and end-all. When fighting crime in the streets, one needs the bare essentials, and I'm not talking cup holders and Bluetooth. Hanging onto the front (laughs) is a set of Hoosier's dirt oval tyres, usually found on the back of a dirt sprint cars. These provide the car with superior grip at the front. But it's at the back where the business really picks up. Four Interco Super Swamper TSL tyres, standing 44 inch tall via titanium axles, support the rear. They not, not only provide terrific tra- traction in just about any setting, but they make the overall look look even more aggressive. It comes with six flaps to assist brakes, landing hook to spring landing stabilization. Integrated safety features such as fire extinguisher systems and safety connections to gas line controls. And at the back, a vector-controlled jet engine for quick boosts and rampless jumps. And even if you don't need that feature for nothing else, I think it looks cool as fuck. (laughs) In the world. But that's not all. Because we all know that tackling a rogues gallery requires more than just speed and durability. And for that, we have weapons. Sporting not just one, but two front-firing machine guns, a rocket launcher, and exploding mines deployed from the rear, the Tumbler is well-equipped to deal with any amount of road rage and blockades. Its armoured front can ram at a practical offensive attack and also protects the driver while in the prone driving position, or as I like to call it, attack mode. In this mode, the driver's seat is moved to the centre of the car and you're repositioned to lie face down in the centre section between the front wheels. This serves as two main purposes. First, it provides more substantial protection as you're shielded by multiple layers of armoured plating. Second, the low-down centralised position makes for extreme precision manoeuvres, something my wife knows all too well. It also comes with a stealth mode, which turns off the car's lights and cuts the engine. The vehicle is then powered by an electric motor, which can easily throw off pursuers and make it very hard in dark places. And as we know, Gotham is always dark. <laughs> but the piece de resistance is the Tumbler isn't actually just one c- cat vehicle. 
It's two in one, with the ability wow. to eject both front wheels to form the Bat Pod. When crime takes a turn down the dark alley, the Bat Pod can be ejected. Sporting a grappling hook, gun turrets, the ability to swivel the chassis upside down when upright, and the ability to drive sideways when latitudinal rotation of wheels. Of course, <laughs> people may moan, complain, and say it's all overkill. But when you're having to take down a psychotic murderous clown and his goons, what way than a what better way than a military grade supercar? NC. <laughs> well, well done. Oh, <laughs> just ended now. <laughs> you won, Jane. Well done. Oh Jesus! Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, it's, right, hard, so now it's hard to stay you... in good mode so long. Good mode activate. And read um, something with that fluffing. <laughs> yeah. So you've reviewed all the cars now. So time for us to go on a grand tour. Um, so before the show, I gave you all a kind of top Trump style card, which lists all your statistics. Um, it's, it's a number out of five for each ability. Um, for our YouTube viewers, I'm going to be sharing my screen. Uh, so you'll be able to see the stat cards. And for the sake of the listeners, I'm going to ask you to read out your stats and we'll do it in the same order. So starting with oodles and I'm going to try and share my screen whilst we do this. There we go. Right. There we go. (laughs) And then I oh, to the screen. Hey, there we go. Oh, my word. Get rid of them tabs. Bloody hell. <laughs> you leave my tabs alone. So much porn. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oodles, why don't you share your stats? Uh, speed, two. Very adequate. <laughs> Stealth, five. Agility, one. <laughs> Attack, five. Uh, defense, four. I don't agree with that. And range, five. Strong. Strong. Stay gone yeah. to you. Speed three, which I've already uh, expressed my displeasure at speed of three. <laughs> fucking as we've seen, I've got it's about ten messengers. Uh, let, right, a good car can get to not put sixty less than seven seconds. It can get there in five. Yeah. Speed is top poor. Stealth three, as I've already said. The engine can turn off. It can blend in the dark streets. Of Everyone Gotham. has a car whose oh, engine God, turn turn off. Off. can turn, turn the engine off. No, but it can carry on going without being detected. Because it's, hill. because it's got an electric motor. It's forgetting to put the handbrake oh, on. It's the size of a semi-detached house. Yeah, yeah. So it's got a size of Prius. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad at stealth. That wouldn't uh, fit down my street. <laughs> <laughs> Agility 4, attack 4, defense 5, and range 3. That's pretty fair. It's very short-ranged, isn't it? Yeah, it's one and done, isn't it? Biggie. Well, I'm very similar to Sting. I have issues. Um, kit, speed, four. Well, it, I'll take the four, but he actually can do not to 60 in two seconds. Uh, stealth, mm-hmm. he has a stealth mode, so that should be higher, but it's two here. Uh, What's his stealth mode? Is it like a mirror? He just goes really quiet. <laughs> there you go. He has an official stealth mode. Um I'm just activating. <laughs> Shut up, Kit. Turning engine Shut off. Shut up, Kit. <laughs> Agility uh, three. Um, attack two. Well, I've already listed his weapons, so he actually could probably be a bit higher. Um, he's got a weapon drive, isn't he? Uh, defense, again, two. Um, he's armor-plated. He's got oil slip. Fuck. I felt I was done dirty, but you can't, you've done biggie big time here. <laughs> You don't know what the challenges are yet. Uh, range. We're well, challenging to scoring, clearly. And then range <laughs> four. <laughs> you just use your dice that you use. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and gadget. Uh, speed five. Yep. Stealth three. Yeah, you, you can get pretty easily spotted on one of them. 
Uh, agility five. Oh yeah, you can bounce your yeah, way up a mountain. I agree. It's with amazing. That. I've, I've got a clip on my PlayStation. I'll have to stick it on Twitter of me just literally just glitching my way up a mountain on one of them. I like that they didn't patch um, that. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, attack two. Yeah, it's got no weapons. You can you can you can knock a mule unconscious with it. But that's about it. Uh, defense one. Yeah, you're pretty exposed. Uh, range two. Yeah, yeah. It it, it, it it's battery powered. It, Even the long range a bit of range anxiety. Yeah. What is what is range? Yeah, I took that as you, weapons you, range. No, no range is how no, distance. Distance. Oh, without okay. refueling. S- silly. Yeah. Like me. Not me. Did you just say that's silly? No, I, it's silly of me to think that oh. it was weapons. <laughs> I, was I say, get what you mean, like yeah. weapon range. No, no, no. I was thinking thing. it was weapon range <laughs> for, whatever, for some reason. <laughs> right. So how this is going to work. So we're going to be doing six different challenges. Um, I've written 11 or 12, and I'm going to be sort of drawing them randomly. What I'm going to do is I'm going to roll a dice and see what we get. So hopefully it stays. And I just say yeah. I commend you for this concept. This is <laughs> this is absolute top-tier concept episode. You know I took a Valium now. I'm so proud. <laughs> um, the winner will automatically be the person who's got the highest stat for that challenge. They're going to get 10 points. Don't panic. I'm going to be keeping track of this. Yeah, because we're not good at that, are we? No, Biggie, we aren't. Um, no, oh. you're not. So, <laughs> yes! Second place, receiving five points, will be the person with the next highest stat. That's automatic. And for position three, I want the two remaining contestants to convince me why they should come in third, and they're going to receive oh. two points. It's going to be a long show. I thought and we cracked it on Nexus. You're going to also have the opportunity to receive inspiration points, which will give you a bonus of five points. So, for example, if you can convince me that your vehicle should win... Or if you approach a particular challenge with a fun solution using your vehicle's abilities that may not... And are we playing D&D? Well, this is why I said I don't know how you do it every month. Um, CNC, uh, cars and cars. So yeah, if you've got any special abilities that hasn't been accounted for, use your try and get some inspiration. Um, After the grand tour... And that's uh, Biggie muted for a while. I'll just uh, mute him there on the stream. (laughs) He's so angry. Look at that face. Yeah. It's like a volcano about to erupt. Um, so after the grand tour, we're going to be placing our vehicles on the wall of call. Or I think I'm going to let you discuss that whilst I tally up the points. Um, that's going to be just an Ooh. open discussion. You won't get any additional points for that other than bragging rights. So I will say at this point, a huge apologies, apologies if this descends into chaos, because there's a very good chance. It's going to It's going to. Absolutely. Chaos is great content. That's what I always say. So let's get rid of that window, open that one back up, and I'm going to roll the dice for the first challenge. Can we have our things back up? Our Do you cards? want me to share screen? Yeah. <laughs> she really wanted you to say no. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> with me for another 10 minutes. No, it should be nice to see everyone's like up there for us all. The scars, yeah. And stuff. Yeah, I get what you're saying. There we I go. still feel like Biggie's been done there. Thanks, Dick. I'll remember that right for the arguments. <laughs> Don't be starting alliances now. <laughs> right, now your first challenge. Here we go. You're transported to a quaint Italian town celebrating some weird secret burning ritual that probably doesn't actually exist. After visiting the grave of an ex-girlfriend, you're chased through the winding streets and are finally surrounded by machine gun-wielding spectre operatives who begin firing at your vehicle. This will test your vehicle's defences. So Stig's going to win that one for 10 points. Oodles for second. Who's coming in? Yes! Oh, I'm dead. I'm literally dead. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's armour plated. <laughs> it's 
that is the price problem. No, it's not. <laughs> it, is, it officially is armor plated. You could use David Hasselhoff as a shield. His afro will collect the bullets. <laughs> oh, he looks great in Night Rider, though, doesn't he? It's basically a jacket and jeans. Well, I could never fit into those. It's that red but, shirt as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it'll, 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 it'll be Biggie that gets third on this one. I, I will be dead. First bullet, <laughs> first bullet through me skull. You're literally on a, on a vehicle with no protection of your body. Yeah, no. you're definitely dead. I do yeah. like on Death Stranding how he does come off the bike. shell plating, which protects him from all forms of conventional firearms and explosive devices. I should be five. five I didn't points. make the rules. I mean... You do you know. as a truck. <laughs> He can, he can only though. be harmed by heavy artillery and rockets. And even then, no, look at, yeah, the but blast look at that usually to the leaves though. most of his body intact and only damages Biggie. the internal. Came, Mine can turn third, into a fine. man. Exactly. Oh. Came third, got a fucking do you bazooka. Want to try and use any anyway? <laughs> okay, right, we're moving on to the second. <laughs> He's already crying. Oh, fuck. Okay. Right, you ret- you materialise on a rainbow-panelled road. Are we in space? You look down at your oh, dash, no. and the number 150cc appears on your speedometer. Oh, no. <laughs> the blocks that look like they would have held you within the road suddenly disappear. In the background, you hear the annoying battle cry of, Let's-a go! You're on Rainbow Road. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's a test of your agility. So Gadget comes first, and hey. Stig will come second on that one. Yeah. Knocking those fools <laughs> off Rainbow Road. And who's coming third? Biggie's coming third, surely. Yeah, I'd like to see your Optimus Prime that trailer go around that first corner. <laughs> you should see, you <laughs> should see <laughs> Prime on that first corner just tipping, tipping right over and just falling off the You edge. should see him aquaplaning, mate. <laughs> just, just goes off on the first corner and he goes, no! <laughs> and that's, that's how he dies in this episode. Bye, <laughs> Optimus. He's dead again. Anyone want to try for any inspiration? Um, I just want to inspire you on the fact that um, Optimus Prime can whip his, his trailer behind him and, and like just be really agile and knock every blue shell that, that comes. That would drag him off. Oh, He's shit. going down. You can't control it. And, 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 and just, just for the sake of clarification for the rules, Candy, is Optimus Prime throughout this, is he hitched with the trailer or is he just the cab? I didn't think... The let's picture's just, got let's trailer. Say he's got the trailer. Okay. Well, yeah, that's where his guns are. That's where he gets his shoes that's and stuff. That's what it is in the picture, so he's got his trailer. <laughs> that's where he gets his clothes. There's money out there, I need my boots. <laughs> it's his handbag, he can't get rid of his handbag. <laughs> God. Right. And there's an episode title, Optimus Prime's Handbag. Optimus Handbag. <laughs> right then, challenge three. Oh, that's convenient. Um, so you come hurtling off the edge of Rainbow Road's finish line, and you're now free-falling through space at some speed. As oh. the cries of, Wah! behind you grow quieter. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that as a ringtone, please? <laughs> I, I, I'll, get, I'll send that to you, Doodles. You see Excellent. something in Whoa! the distance. It's getting bigger. Is it a planet? Is it a moon? Wait, that's no moon. It's the Death Star. So oh, you need to use all your attack power to fire into a two-meter hole and bring the whole thing down. And this is a test of your attack power. So with that one, Oodles wins, digs second, and who's coming in third? Great jacket. Don't get caggy. 
Uh, I think I'll be I'll be last on that one again, unless you know I, I kind of want to run over the exhaust port or, <laughs> or fly into I mean, it. You can <laughs> you deliver some... a parcel in there with a bomb yeah. in it. <laughs> I mean, let's let, let's be realistic, guys. I've won it because mine's the only one that can exist in space. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> but it does. It doesn't need to breathe. So, uh, Candy, can can can, 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 can I have a boost on my attack score if we say that I'm driving the reverse trike at the point when you have the antimatter bomb in the game? I'll let that one. Yeah, I'll this is this one. is where where Biggie's going to come in and say, actually, Kit's got space mode. Well, yeah, but, well, Kit, <laughs> the, the driver doesn't need to be in Kit; he can go by himself. Thanks very much. Yeah, but how's he going to get? Explode. Never mind. Huh? You can use inspiration as well, Biggie. What what weapons have you got? What weapons have I got? <laughs> Michael Knight. He's going to fire him out. Yeah. I, I can that. fire Michael Knight into the exhaust port. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets all his chest air stuck into the, uh, the, the mainframe. And it's like hitting it swamp rats in some place or whatever it was. It'd be yeah. so hard as well that you'd fire him into the exhaust port, the Death Star blow up, and then Michael would just float back to Kit and it'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like just a singed Dusted jacket. That leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he's got on the rocket beach launchers, in red, lasers. Red I mean, oh, just... It hasn't. It does. It's just Kit. He just drives him from A to B. It does. It's all there. I've got the list of what <laughs> he's seen got. Night Rider. He's got flamethrower. He can launch magnesium flares. He can hide. When does he do that? It's in all the different episodes. There's a list of all the episodes they appear in. <laughs> yeah, but you're going against Optimus Prime and the Batmobile. You've got no fucking chance, <laughs> Oh, and sorry. One's fucking, a warfare experience. The, the, the other trike behind tank. me going boop, 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 along the way. Come on. Yeah. I'll look out yeah, for those towers, Gadget. That's all I'll say. <laughs> right then, moving on. I mean, I mean, you know, if you just want to check the agility score, though, Biggie, I'll, I'll avoid those towers. Then that one. Very good. <laughs> Is there one with sword combat yet? No. Right, the next oh, one. Uh, so, with the Death Star destroyed, you fall out of its gravitational pull and come tumbling <laughs> back down to Earth. Uh, so you, uh, you land on a well, remote a tropical parachute. island. <laughs> That's not the challenge. Do you see how hard it is DMing with Biggie in the party? Oh, <laughs> Facts. You land on a remote tropical island. You're apprehended by a returned fellow in a Hawaiian shirt asking you to sneak a cache of shaving cream into an as-yet-unopened theme park. You look up the nice. gates above you and read the words Jurassic Park. Your job is Uh-oh. to gain access to the park disguised as what could be possible for a delivery vehicle. Upon arrival at the park security base, a storm brews overhead and suddenly the attraction is left with no power. The dinosaurs are out. Now you have to make it back to the bay without being noticed by a ferocious but slightly short-sighted T-Rex. And this one is a test of stealth. So Oodles wins this one again. And... He is a delivery vehicle. That's exactly what it is. literally... I want you to fight for second place on this one. I am fucking fighting for second place. It's literally a delivery vehicle. I mean, what would I be up against there? Would it would would, would it be would it be Michael Michael Knight's cod piece or would it be the tank? <laughs> so the tank. This is the tank. Let's not let's not forget. This is the tank who can. It's also a bike. The tank who also has the ability to move without sound. I can literally move the Batmobile, the Tumbler, has the ability to move without an engine rumbling and, and goes without sound. Does your, bike, does, does, does your bike create sound? No, it's no. electric. It doesn't. So it's it mine. So it's mine. So mine's electric. But mine's Do we know also... how good a T Rex's hearing is? Because it's more, his vision's based on movement. They haven't got any ears. His <laughs> vision's based on movement. The, the, the reverse track is absolutely tiny. Right, silent. And I could, yeah, 
and the Batmobile could just inch forward bit by bit. And also, <laughs> if the T-Rex did see either of us, you're dead. <laughs> You'll get jolted. T-Rex or you, you'd be dead. It would just have to get a can open no, it first. Wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would just literally pick you off the back of a bike. You're on a motorbike, for fuck's sake. The, the only way I'd go is the fact that Stig's is also a motorbike, so he could just whip out the motorbike. <laughs> yeah, I could. So I, think it, I think it has to win that one. Nah, I'm not yeah, having that. It's, it's up to literally candy. It's, up to candy. it's dark. It's dark, so I can is blend it? in with, with, with the dark Reverse surroundings. The dark grey. Look, when the electric, electric goes up in Jurassic Park, it's night time. But you're forgetting the first part of the challenge, which is to blend in and look inconspicuous yeah, as a you're delivery not, They're not letting vehicle. you in. <laughs> so that doesn't look like a v- delivery vehicle to me. Uh, it's like it is a delivering a dinosaur. I'm, 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 <laughs> they weren't expecting a new dinosaur. I'm, yeah, I'm fucking, fucking rocking you're up there on my bike. I've got yeah. my Bridges uniform on. I've got cases strapped to the back of it. I've got a thousand right, cases strapped out, to me back. Pop out, the, pop out the, bat, the bat pod. I'm on a delivery bike now. How how would how would you feel if your fucking Amazon driver came down your street in a fucking tank with two tank cannons on the front? It's perfect because I can come out as a DPD driver and speak Portuguese thanks to Kit's language packs. Wow! Listen, right? If a tank tank rolled down the down the street with a man dressed as Batman, you know that I think yeah, he's delivering. It's not stealthy. (laughs) It's quiet. Stealthy. It's quiet and dark. My car has a stealth mode. The actual getting into the park oh God, is actually—it's swaying me to to more to gadget now. Yeah, same. They're gonna see—they're gonna see Batman's button tumble and go fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna kill all his dinosaurs. I'm not. I'm delivering the meat. I'm delivering the dinosaur. I'm delivering the meat. <laughs> it doesn't have any. Listen, space you saw what the, you saw what that T Rex did to that Jeep, right? I did. I did. So it, we needed to make a, a delivery vehicle that could withstand <laughs> when, a dinosaur when you're attack. Delivering it though, they're, they're not aware that the power is going to go off and the dinosaurs. Yeah, are this, has happened, this has happened. No every, this has happened. This space on a tumbler. This has happened to every Jurassic Park there has been. They know what's going to happen. <laughs> this they're was expect- the first not one. the first Jurassic Park. It. <laughs> there were expenses spared on this one. <laughs> and you're going to have to make a charge. We're not going to get past this. I'm going to go... Prepare for the consequences. I know which should go. I'm going to give win. this one to Gadget. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, so but the fact on. that it was, you are a delivery person, he's on a delivery vehicle, it's like... <laughs> I can get out yeah. stealthily, I can't get in stealthily. Yeah. That was a, that yes. was a double that's, wanger, that's, that one. Right then, on to the next Love one. a good double wanger. Fuck it all, Biggie's not doing well here. Two, two, two. I can't oh, even win one. a category. I've, the highest number I've got is four. Because you picked a shit vehicle. <laughs> vehicle does everything. Right. Mine does everything. So you managed to escape uh, Isla Nubla. <laughs> I remembered. <laughs> As you sail off into the distance, um, there's a handy car ferry. You look back to see a diplo- <laughs> diplodoca screaming and rearing up and a huge volcano erupts. But oh, no. that's not an ordinary volcano. That's an extinction event level volcano. You see a sudden flash Uh-oh. of light and you find yourself bobbing around in an eerie ocean. A few other bodies appear to be floating around with you, lifeless. As you come to your senses, you see your own bodies float towards them and you inexplicably find yourself in a shell of what was formerly the USA. You survive the death <laughs> stranding. Oh. To rebuild the USA, you must travel from Washington all the way to the West Coast to connect the few survivors. And this is a test of your vehicle's ranges. Oh, so oh dear, Gadget. Noodles <laughs> wins this one. Yes. Biggie so comes Gadget's second. A fucking robot, man. Gadget's got a Death Stranding vehicle and he loses but it. But here's the, here's the <laughs> clinger of it. So Biggie comes second, but 
Biggie. Oh, for fuck's sake. We do have a problem. Yes, we do. Because we're limited by the amount of petrol your car has, and everything runs on electric roads now. There's no petrol. So, Gadget, you do have an electric vehicle, but only 50% of the roads have been reconstructed, and your battery isn't that large. So, Uh, argue your way into second and third place. Ah, yeah, but as 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 long as I can manuf- as long as I can get to a knot and I can manufacture me me some of them PCCs, I can make all the charging stations I need. That's true. Yeah, Optimus Prime runs off the Matrix. Stop saying words, Oodles. They make no sense. But it does what it is. The Go into the lore of Transformers. Not a single bit of it makes sense. <laughs> Biggie, how are you going to get out of this one? Kit primarily uses hydrogen fuel. However, his complex fuel <laughs> processor we go. allows we go. him to, to run on any combustible liquid, even regular gasoline. In one episode, Kit mentioned his fuel economy was at least 65 miles per gallon. However, when operated on fuels other than liquid hydrogen, his fuel efficiency and power may be lowered. Mm, so good. I have an electric motor in there, so again, I can run on the electricity motors. So, 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 so Biggie, if 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 Kit's getting sixty-five miles to the gallon, let's shall we say, um, is is there enough combustible fuel in in Death Stranding America to get enough fuel for two thousand seven hundred and eighty-nine miles? Technically, I mean, there's, there's lakes of tar. oil, isn't there? Yeah, this tar that can be refined into oil. Yeah, yeah, but that 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 is a risky thing to, to to get, you know, because you have to be attacked by a BT to get somebody you can scoop. Also, up. is is the, is timefall active? So are things getting old as it's getting touched. Yes. So uh, I'm not pretty sure a, a Pontiac's not going to survive that. It's just going to rust. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Can I have a quick question? Did you have various scenarios written out? Yes. Okay. Because at the moment we've gone through one of each, and that was always going to mean that Oodles won. I've actually rolled uh, a couple of the same one, like the same skills twice. So I tried to uh, re-roll. Poor Kit. Let me win one thing (laughs) in my life. Literally, give me that inspiration for this one. This is the bike that's designed to do yeah, this fucking I journey. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, have, I, I have the ability to do that. The bike that I have can go up and down things as well. It can move from it can literally move side to side, up and down. It can go up for vertical, vertical things. You've seen it do that. It's got a grappling hook to pull itself along. Yeah, I could literally matter, just though, grapple myself out, over a mountain. Yeah, the reverse strike doesn't my, need a need a grapple. My, it's my range, of my range is already more than his anyway. It has an electric the reverse motor. Reverse strike does have a ten thousand year half life as well, which is pretty good. Yeah, it's time fall resistant, reasonably. Yeah, exactly. if this is if this is to go via literally the and he's already used his inspiration. Oh fuck! No, I'm you not. can have unlimited like oh, oh, inspiration. Oh, there we go. <laughs> when was that rule made? I up? said the right entire now. time. I no. said earlier. You can, if anyone wants to try right, you said you said basically that it would be in order of the things. I'm well, actually, technically, Biggie's is second, so Biggie should get the points there. I know, but this is we've got a stipulation though on this one. Well, I've got more than Gadget then, so I should get the point. <laughs> I'll let you argue. You fucked out me here, you. Gandhi. I think, to be fair, thinking about it. The tumbler would be exceptional in this scenario. Of course it would. The tumbler on that literally... The terrain's mean. You see the size of the tyres. It's literally yeah. built. I literally even said in my thing that the tyres are built to go on any surface. Any. I think it'd be exceptional for it. The surface like, doesn't it, matter. It has. It's the range. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but the range is more than Gadget's bike, so already it's more. Yeah. 
But then there's already there's half of the electric roads are built though. So any time gadget gets on a road, his charges uh, up. I, so does mine. I have an electric so motor fun. and I Batman. Yeah, but does it have a, does it have a wireless charging though? I was saying, does of course it, have it does. I'm Batman. He's got everything in it. Can you I can't just, just say I'm Richard, Batman every round. Richard has a superpower. That's that is oh, that is it's, like you telling me that that tumbler does not have something that charges that electric battery in it. Well, yeah, it hooks up to well, a Tesla supercharger down what the shops. What it has, what it has to charge it. Can I point out I that it like could also make the windshields <laughs> go, go opaque? And um, if I press the button C, <laughs> it makes it become convertible. Well, that's going to do you well time for. things here at this point. <laughs> yeah, you really are grasping at straws there, pal. Well, I'm going to give Biggie five inspiration for... Uh, Trying. It's convertible. Oh, she is. <laughs> Thank you very that's much. Death, stra- death Stranding. Uh, oh, no. Biggie. If Biggie's his Fuck you, Stig. No, I was, I'm confused. I'm not about that. I'm just confused about where we're at. I don't... Personally, I think Stig gets second place on this one. I would rather travel the travel America in a tumbler and on a fucking bike. A raw trans am. I would. No, no, I wouldn't. And I have the ability to charge it. Charge it. It's an electric, so I could go to one of these points that Gadget talks about that you can make. <laughs> if he can make it, I can make it because I'm in this world. Well, we don't know. If if some port of bridges the... can make something. We don't know if you have Batman the receptacle for it. that kind of charging. Though. <laughs> he has got the bat charger. Yeah, right. Right. Final, official thing. But sum it up in one thing. sentence, then, both of you, Stig. Why should you? I win? have a vehicle that is not only can get far on the range because of the tires. It has an electric motor, so I can charge it up on these electric points and roads and everything. And <laughs> it's it's just it's better and bigger and has a better range already by your admission than the reverse trike gadget. And you can sleep in it. Yeah. <laughs> You've given me a range of two, but you're right. Half the roads are being built. It's induction charging, which doesn't use any battery power, which is automatically going to increase that massively. Um, it's also designed for this world. <laughs> <laughs> it exists in this place. It's doing its precise job, going from one side of the fucking states that's to the other. My, that's not my fault that she made us end up in that world. <laughs> if, that's if, if, fault. if one of the rules, if one of the dice was, oh, you end up in Gotham and who, like, you fight people in Gotham, then they. You know, I should have picked Bumblebee. Yeah. Should have just picked the Transformer because, of course, you are. <laughs> You're giving it to Gadget. <laughs> death Stranding bias, that's why. Absolute yes. Death Stranding bias. Maybe. Of course right. it is. Moving on to our final round. What? Should I not get anything? Oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that's furious. I am because all your. You literally have a vehicle that no one can beat. <laughs> Optimus Prime. I do love it when Stig gets angry. Right. <laughs> in, the immortal words of, ah, in the immortal <laughs> words of Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last. You end up in Alabama, which curiously hasn't been changed much since Affected. the Oh, yeah, it's not in the Death Stranding world. <laughs> uh, you're on a NASCAR track, and the only goal in this race is to go first, and this is your oh. speed test. So That's Gadget me. wins that one, Biggie second, and who's coming first? Third. Stig, I'm not. I'm conceding this. There's no way that a fucking semi trucks faster than the fucking tumbler. Not in, the, not in this world. Minus ten. That's right. Keep catch it. Minus ten. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I also Anyone think if it's a NASCAR. The inspiration. No, I also think it's a NASCAR race. Then surely it's not just about speed. This one is. <laughs> 
non-contact. I mean, I mean, I'd still win that one because I've got five agility. Your defense and attack is shite, though. It's Optimus not supposed Pri- to be a contact sport. Have you seen NASCAR? <laughs> That's all they do. <laughs> Crash into each other. It's, yeah, it's, it's full contact, isn't it? I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't fancy sitting there watching people go left for like three hours. No, no, of course They not. literally do, don't they? Right then. No, no there, there are some courses where they go right as well. Oh, oh, they must be good. It's, a, it's like Gran Turismo when you get the reverse tracks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, right then, so the final... Well, it's not really a challenge, but I want you to... Whilst I'm tallying this all up, uh, we can decide on the wall of call. So who's sub-zero and who's slightly milkily warm? I mean, that fucking trans arm is, is chunky milk. Yeah, that's not cool at all. They've never been <laughs> cool, those cars. There's nothing what cool about the Pontiac. What are you talking about? Knight Rider. Oh, my God. Everybody wanted to be no one drives David them anymore. before Baywatch. Yeah, but we've got all like, like yes, but yes, but our, our knowledge of David Hasselhoff is jumping my car. The coolest <laughs> one is it, the coolest one is undeniably the tumbler. That is fucking badass, in my opinion. I'd probably it's go for the tumbler. Well. Everything about it's badass. If you just look at um, just to look at a picture of just to look at look it, at it's pictures. frightening to look at, and you've, it's a physical vehicle that's actually it works in real it's life. Real. Actually made that's, it. That's, it's that's real. The thing is, the tumbler is real. <laughs> Biggie could say that. The Afro black yeah, jacket. Yeah, but the shit that you have in the Trans Am isn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Tumblr is real. Um, Optimus Prime's cool, but not as a truck. That's his problem. He's <laughs> only cool when he's when he's a mech. I think the trike is the second coolest because it has. Yeah, I do. I do. I've got the ability to like go over the terrain. It can do and what it can do. And actually, as yeah. it turns but out, the, like wall is, the wall of cool is going to matter because we've got a tie. Oh. So whoever yeah. scores higher on the wall of cool. Out of these two, well, yeah, uh, yeah. I would, I, I would, I would say, put a tumbler, trike, Optimus, shit car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm happy to concede that because, like oh, I said, Optimus yeah. is not cool as a vehicle. He's cool like, as a robot. I, I, I mean, obviously, I'm ba- going to Baffer. I know the reverse. I think the reverse trike is really fucking cool, but it's not as cool as a Batmobile. Mm, no, I am afraid. It's, I it's not the Batmobile. It's the tumbler. Oh, no, but you know, yeah. like a, just, I mean, in general, a Batmobile. Except it's maybe a mobile of the bat. Maybe the Batman Forever one. That was that, shit. First seeing that on um, um, the uh, Batman Begins, and just being absolutely mind blown by it. Do you know when I was looking up the Batmobiles? Apparently, <laughs> the original the uh, Keaton Batmobiles meant to be six hundred miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> that literally cannot turn corners. It has to use a rope yeah. to turn corners. And is is that when if you, if you hit top speed, and it does it come with like you know an, a call to an ambulance, a call for an ambulance to like yeah. reconstitute? You're six hundred miles per hour in the streets. Funeral home. The Keaton maybe. Batmobile is literally just carbon fiber. There's nothing else to it. It's paper. It, it, it just mentioned the Batman Forever one. There's that scene in Batman Forever when um, Christian O'Donnell takes the Batmobile. And it's beyond. It, 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 yeah, and he's making it bounce. It's so fucking yeah. shit. <laughs> they look awful. If you ever look, I saw a picture of them all next to each other. And that's what I mentioned the fins in my speech because the two, the last two, uh, Val Kilmer's and Josh uh, like Tooney's, yeah, have like shark fins on the top. Oh, oh do you know yeah, what? I like so that though. <laughs> no, the Tumblr is the best Batmobile that's ever been. Yeah, I agree. I'm a big fan of the animated series one. Had a nice Art Deco look to it. The yeah, 60s yeah, one. Yeah, Adam West looked pretty cool when you were back in the day. I you were like crack cars. The, uh, <laughs> you didn't grow up with it, mate. All right, as well, to be honest. Mm. No, I didn't. And the, the new one coming out looks like a uh, proper muscle car, doesn't it? 
Mm. It's Mustang, isn't it? Dodge Charger or something. Yeah, I think it is. Um, so anyway, your places with 16 points, Biggie, I'm afraid you're last. <laughs> with uh, 24 points, we got Stig with the Tumblr. And then in joint first place with 35 points oh. each is the Reverse Trike and Optimus Prime. And Optimus came out higher on the wall of cool. So, Udo, no, do you win? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. didn't. Optimus it, came nope. third. Reverse Trike came second. Came third. In that I case, said it's only cool. Gadget, it's you only won. cool if he's in his robot form. Eee. You won. Yeah, you get it. Some death standing agenda here. Yeah, yeah. Let's set. I'm, a, not, I'm neither let's confirming nor denying point. that. Let's set a, a task in the world. That I want you to in. screenshot <laughs> your DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was doing dirty now. big time though, because that thing does have great attack and defense. That's the whole point of it. Sorry, Top trumps. I mean, do some research. Do you know what I mean before you do the scoring? <laughs> Listen, I have the Fucking final say. Me I've never seen this speed. side to Biggie. I've never seen this side to him. I enjoy it. <laughs> Fucking joke. He's, look, he's fuming. But if these, <laughs> if these vehicles had a fight, mine would win. Because he'd just pick them up and throw them. Mm. Not a oh, yeah, but not it's a vehicle, it's a vehicle form, challenge. Though. Yeah, he's not allowed to change. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They're fighting. It turned into a robot. Why is he French? <laughs> that's what he does. Did you not know Optimus Prime's French? <laughs> Monsieur Prime. <laughs> well, that was chaos, so I hope you enjoyed it. Fun yeah, that was, I hope I we can all be friends that after this. You split up the band. <laughs> um, oh, that was excellent. That was good. Oh, fucking hell, brilliant. I want to see what our listeners uh, want to argue against now. Have, they, have we got a, a bulging transmission? I don't know. Have we got a Head gasket full of I don't know cars. <laughs> a big truck. Is the only two bits of a car you know? Have we got a bulging glove box? Bulging glove box. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we do. Oh, uh, terrestrial extra starting us off with uh, it's got to be the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Imagine you start cooking a Sunday roast and realise you've got no Yorkshire puds. It's five pm and the shop is closed. Jump into the DMC, nip back to three thirty, and grab yourself some Aunt Bessie's. Sunday saved. Can't think of any other practical applications. You know, you could just make them from scratch. I, I, when, when he posted this, I was thinking, <laughs> well, just just make them. I mean, the yeah, door really is easy cool. to make Yorkshire but... pudding batter. <laughs> really easy. <laughs> maybe it's a, maybe it's a northern thing we're just ingrained to know how to do Yorkshire puddings. But yeah, uh, I, I mean, the Back to the Future DeLorean, especially considering the DeLorean itself is such an uncool car. So the Back to the Future one's amazing. Imagine if one of us had picked, to Toby Carver. If one of us had picked the DeLorean, it would have been terrible on everything. Yep. It does run on garbage, though. Yeah, range would have been all right because you'd be able to get fly it and run on garbage. But yeah. speed, so don't you go past like 88 miles an hour without, no. without <laughs> going back into the past. <laughs> would it be like I the mean, first I, movie I mean, I mean, where the roast beef starts to disappear if he doesn't get back in time? Yeah. <laughs> would, would, would the ability to time travel affect the range score on the top Trump's car, though? Because technically that's gone very fucking far. Mm. Well, the thing is, if you go, go back go, too far, it, there wouldn't have been a Death Stranding, would there? So. Yeah, but it could go back way when and go, hey, I'm Bessie, it's your cousin. I've got some ideas for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yorkshire puddings. <laughs> is this what you're looking for? <laughs> It could become a Yorkshire pudding, like, like the Empire. <laughs> she was making them originally in South End. The South End puddings just doesn't sound the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's your cousin. Oh god, um, I'm comparing all these cars to Candy Scale. By the way, <laughs> I'm never going to hear the end. I'm never going to financially recover from this. 
Uh, <laughs> agreeing with Terrestrial Extra Supernaticat. Where we're going, we don't need roads. The DeLorean DMC-12 time machine. Crack that mother to 88 miles an hour and ride the space-time continuum like a horny space cowboy beast. I love the Back to the Future films, but being a girl, I'm not a huge lover of cars and vehicles. But growing up, if anyone asked me what car I wanted when I was older, I always said a DeLorean. With the buttons and the flux capacitor, imagine being able to go at any time, anywhere, ever. Change anything you ever did wrong, stop a bad thing from happening, warn someone about something coming their way. And not to mention the kick-ass flames and the wheels everywhere when you drive at 88 miles an hour. Just casually heading to Tesco and leave fucking flames everywhere in the car park. Fab! (laughs) And then she also asks if she can sneak in a question. What would we do if we had a time machine? Love it. See, to pick up the first thing, though, is she said change everything that was bad. That was the rule you're not allowed to do. Yeah. You can't change something. In in the Back to the Future rules, it is. As bad as it is, if you change something in the past, it could make things worse. Mm. Look at Back to the Future 2 and what happened when... what happened with him changing yeah, stuff? Yeah, when he got the almanac. Yeah, you can't change things in the past to make because it it could make things. Is that worse. your answer? <laughs> no, that's not my answer. But I'm just saying. I go back and change um, Candy's yeah. fucking scoring. I oh, just get go, out. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to change anything, so I just go back and get a load of sports and lottery results and be the richest yeah, man in the world. Yeah, probably the same. Mm. I know what I'd do. I'd invest I'd in all the big companies. I'd go back to myself just as the, the night I'm about to lose my virginity, and I go, "Don't." You're not going to enjoy this. Wait. <laughs> Just wait. You're going to end up crying. Oh, no. You're one of them. Yeah. Uh, first time. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Embarrass myself. Go back. Yeah, that's right. Go, go, go back to 15-year-old me and say, Just don't. Just don't. And, and put that spliff down. It's only going to lead to misery. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> oh, yeah. I go back to those riffs that I had for companies. dinner. They're well nice. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I would actually go back and, and buy uh, one Bitcoin back then. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Invest in Bitcoin or Amazon <laughs> it won't or something. Affect anybody, no one will notice. I just got it because I thought, yeah, I get it. You literally just go and say, right, invest oh, in this company. Get more than one bit. Get more than one Bitcoin. I'm not a greedy man like you, Gadget. They're only three thousand pound. Like, go down there and put ten thousand pound into Bitcoin when it was created. Three grand's fine, mate. It gets me my It's not. It's not you. I could. I could go in the past make myself one of the richest people in the world and do good with that and not be like an evil cunt like most of them are. Yeah. So, you're so, not inherently an evil bastard anyway, so you'd be all right. If we all got Bitcoin rich, tool stick, he would you? die in a week. I would, I would literally want to be the richest man in the world. <laughs> and then I would show them all up and say, look at all the good I'm doing. What are you guys doing? You're creating cock rockets. <laughs> you know, you, you, if, if, if you were one of the richest 1%ers in the world and they were doing cock rockets, you'd be like, I'm building the biggest cock rockets. And you'd, you, you and Cliff Richard off into yeah, space. That's after, <laughs> come on, Cliff. That's after I'd solved world hunger. <laughs> after, obviously. And after, then you'd list obviously. why everyone else's cock rocket was shit compared to yours. Of course I would. You'd put a tackle on it against candy scale. <laughs> so yours, yours is only a two on range. That's not getting too to space. No, I'm not having it. <laughs> But Natty Cat's trying to split up the band as well. Stop it. <laughs> uh, moving on from that chaos, uh, Lee Davies has said it uh, has to be the Ford Falcon XP GT Coupe 1973 V8 Interceptor from the Mad Max movies. In terms of movies about cars, they don't come better than Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. This car looks iconic and sounds menacing. I absolutely love it. I love the black on black. Awesome it's, it's incredible. It's too noisy, though. It's so, it's so fucking good, though. 
Uh, Rob Shaka said, most likely already heavily mentioned, the DMC DeLorean gets all my props because it was produced down the road from where I was born and grew up. It might have been a rather rubbish quote-unquote sports car, but my God, what it lacks in quality it makes up for in being universally iconic. Runners of prizes out of the left field go to Joseph Gordon-Levitt's bike in Premium Rush as he pedals the absolute bollocks off it while he blasts around the city. He does. What a bike. Does. And the tyre Robert from the movie Rubber. Does that count as a vehicle? <laughs> Just a because wheel. it's yeah. mental. <laughs> fucking Rubber's an amazing that, film. A fucking film. The thing is, with the, the, the DeLorean, like, didn't it bankrupt the company and they made it completely out of aluminium? So it was oh, slow it's a dog shit car, yeah. So uh, yeah. It, it, the, the car itself didn't necessarily bankrupt the company. I believe... Um, Robert DeLorean was a really shit businessman and he accidentally yeah. bankrupted the company. Ah, oh, right. Because it was... No, he made it out of aluminium, which has never been done since. Yeah, and it was it, it was a really ridiculous thing because it was like on the Monday of the of, of the week that it went under, he, he put like a press release out saying, no, DeLorean's fine, we're, we're investing in the new car, everything like that. And then yeah. the next day they filed for bankruptcy. I saw a documentary yeah. on Back to the Future fans and there's a big sort of group of people that have like DeLoreans made up to look like the uh, Back to the Future car, even inside yeah. and there. It's really hard to hide, find them, those in working order and get them all up to scratch. It's yeah. a, a massive hobby. Very Getting expensive. Road legal. That's the problem. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to drive them in congestion zone in London, no. would you? Not a chance. Optimus Prime, you could jump over. I have over seen one down this way, though. I've seen it driven down. Yeah. yeah. One came down south for some exhibition, I'm sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I've they have like Comic-Con's conventions been to. and stuff, don't they? Uh, X-Men Blaster Exus says, Driving the Warthog through an exploding Halo ring in Halo 3 is one of my favourite gaming moments. Made all the better but just how much fun that Warthog is to drive. And the Warthog is fun to drive, apart from steering. Steering in the Warthog is merely a suggestion. You don't don't, have to face the direction you want to go. It's twin stick. It's awful. It's just really hard in that last mission because the angle keeps changing, if I remember right. I don't mind being the gunner if you're with somebody that can drive it, but nah. Do you ever let the AI I, drive cool a new gun? Yeah, it's fucking cool. Um, uh, Xenos Infinity has said, fun coincidence, this is also what the sequelizers are covering this week. Thieves! Copycats. <laughs> Have we stole them? Or are they stole? No, because Candy's had this in the bag for ages. Months. Uh, he, he says, the first thing that came to mind was the Batmobile, but, I, but can I cheat and say the Roller Beetle from Guild Wars 2? <laughs> It's technically a mono-wheel bike, Fucking but the that. wheel is a giant beetle curled into a ball. I'm going to have to Google this, because I've, I've not played Guild Wars. There's actually a uh, banished vehicle in Halo Infinite that kind of looks like that. That's fucking like, that, cool. That they, yeah, yeah they, they were back in Halo 3 as well. Yeah, I'm into it. I, I genuinely like well, it. I said, it was, ooh, look at that. What's going on there? Ugh. I said it was up to Candy and whether she uh, deemed that as within the remit or not. Uh, for listeners, it doesn't count. They can just say what they want. It's one big wheel. I was listening earlier. So, uh, moving on from that, uh, Biggie, you're going to have to hold on to your hat here. Okay. Uh, because um, uh, Bobby Wayne, that fucker Bobby Wayne, he's come in with a quote. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Oh, for, for, <laughs> for those 10 oh. seconds or less, I'm free. And he's talking about the Charger from Fast and Furious franchise. Always thought it looked the dog's bollocks and sparked a curious love of American muscle cars. Fuck you, Bobby. It doesn't look in any of those films. It's always destroyed. Robert, Robert, American cars are not good. (laughs) That car looks cool as fuck. I don't care. Yeah, but you can't see past the engine. And that's (laughs) why it's destroyed every five minutes. Yeah. It's a good family car. Get it? No? (laughs) Oh, family. 
Uh, Adam Galitely has said, um, <laughs> Evening all. After listening to last week's pod, I had a strong set of ideas in mind. And then the little minx that his candy machine has thrown the wheels, lamb-based rules, and wiped out my full list. Sorry, everyone. So I, have I, had, I, had, I had Metal Gear Rex. I absolutely <laughs> fucked everyone with that rule. But you can see why now I had to have it. I, I, I was going to go for the Ornithopters from Dune. Yeah. They're cool as fuck. Um, so after a forced rethink, I'll go with James Bond's DB5. It's a classic, ah, classic. cool as fuck, and uh, full of gadgets. And the Octane ZSR from Rocket League. As I probably spent more hours oh, using that car yes. than my own. Oh, and an honourable mention for Ecto One for its iconic looks and kick-ass siren. It's a good show. Yeah, and they somehow managed to make that go around corners. I don't know how, but they managed to. <laughs> One of the best drifting vehicles on screen. The fucking bouncy suspension of any car on yeah. screen. It like practically dives yeah. into the into the tarmac every time it turns a corner. Uh, cool. Ray has come in. Um, he says my pick for this week's topic is a. Toyota AE86 hatchback from manga anime series Initial D. Yes. It's just a humble, blocky-looking vehicle that serves as a delivery wagon for a small tofu shop situated in early 1990s northeastern Japan. However, at midnight, this modified old wheel transforms into the AE86 of Akina, dominating the narrow, twisting underground racetracks of the local mountains. And when the sun rises, racing cars on those tracks disappear into the crowd carrying small business owners, college students, and salarymen in boring suits and ties to their daily lives. This strange contrast happened largely due to the JDM upsurge at the time. Suddenly, Japanese car manufacturers began competing to make the best high-performance machines within a relatively modest price, specifically tailored for the Japanese domestic market, hence the name JDM. And thanks to the raging bubble economy, young people with swelling wallets and excessive optimism formed the unique race, and cu- race culture highlighted by mid-price cars hand-modified by the drivers, secret midnight gatherings, and ever more fancier drifting techniques. Ugh, I'm feeling a Fast and the Furious coming on here. Um, oh no. AE86 is considered an icon of the time, and the series did a great job capturing its beauty, an exceptionally well-made engineered, engineering piece underneath an unflashy appearance bearing a more approachable charm compared to the supercars and dedicated racers. A true representative of a wild and exciting era and my favourite vehicle from any entertainment. It's got a kick-ass theme tune as well, Initial D. Say AE86 one more time, I'm really enjoying it. AE86. I have to fucking live with this. AE86. Going down tune in the AE86. And you can have an after What the fuck do you think Geordie sound like, Oodles? Like that. We're <laughs> <laughs> not a simpering bunch of idiots. Well, it's debatable. <laughs> e E86. E86. There you go. You can have that one for free. Thanks. Uh, last up, Best Boy Angry Kurt has said, a very personal choice, as I suspect I'm the only person on earth to have this choice, but mine is the car by the name of the Sentinel, the Sentinel GT from the GTA games, but specifically the GTA 4 version, which is the context of which I'll talk about it. In my controversial opinion, GTA 4 had the best driving model of any GTA game. What the fuck what are I, you talking what about? idiot. Sorry, Kurt. <laughs> that is wrong. They drove that like fucking wrong. boats. <laughs> Actually, just wrong. I watched a video clip of GTA like 4 the other day. Complete tangent of this, and it showed the difference between that and 5. How much detail they actually put into four with the way that they oh, fast, way that they interacted great, yeah. with things like mm. even stepping over a body you'd step on it and over it and it, it whereas yeah, GTA five you just walk through stuff I thought it was really <laughs> clever I, I don't remember that much detail in four but it is a lot smaller yeah. though, remember isn't it for I need to play four again actually it's been years it's really impressive um, remake it 
Uh, so he goes on to say, I loved it and the Sentinel was my go-to car all the time. It had the perfect blend of speed and handling, which made it a delight to drive and I was able to truly perfect it. So much so that I used it online for the races and won a lot of them, even getting a trophy for 100 races wins. You I challenge anyone to race in that game and I'd be confident of, my, of winning in my Sentinel GT. I really felt it's like baby driver with server, that car. That's why. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, I think it must be based off a of BMW M3. Yeah, it's that kind of... It was a good hot, car. Isn't it, isn't car. it the one with like, the, the, the grills for yeah. the back window? Is it that yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's based, based off an M3. It's a great car. Uh, but yeah, that's the mailbag this week. Well, you, you, yeah, excellent. Let's drive into automatic. I don't know car references. And we'll go to the socials. <laughs> Beep, beep. (laughs) (laughs) You can visit our website, modernescapism.co.uk. On there, you can find a link to all of our socials, contact details, and our merch store. Uh, If you have any comments or feedback, or you have any input for our bulging sack, you can tweet us or email us on modernescapismpod at gmail.com. We've also got a Discord server if you'd like to come and have a chat with us. It absolutely kicked off this week. I can't believe some of the filth I saw, honestly. Um, Super Natty Catman. It is. She's an absolute bad influence. Pair of them. It's because I get talking when I've had a drink. <laughs> can, 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 can we get Super Natty Cat Noodles to have a podcast together? Like, it they, they doesn't need a theme or anything. Just put the two of them in a room and let them talk. What would we call it? I think we'd... we'd kicked off the, the goblins. Internet. Super su- Super Noodles. The goblins! <laughs> Bridge trolls. <laughs> Twitch. we got Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash modern escapism. And the best place to find out when we're streaming is probably Twitter. Um, Twitter or Discord, or just give us a follow. And if you're on a phone, it'll just it'll um, let you know when we're online. Um, we've already mm-hmm. spoken about our Patreon, and as Stig said, we're trying to change it up a bit in terms of the stretch goals to keep it exciting and just to add a bit more, a uh, bit more fun, a bit more bang for your buck as well. Um, so have a look at that, um, and we really, really do appreciate any financial support. It's you know it it helps us continue to deliver the goods basically and we're putting candy's cat through rehab because it's an abusive it's, it's an abusive creature i think it was deadbeat punk that said it was a uh, criminal in a past life and he's absolutely <laughs> yeah, right yeah he's still wearing the mask and, it, and everything it's gone it's going through counseling and stuff because yeah, yeah. they're having a relationship issue. yeah i don't know what's wrong with him no. lately <clears throat> honest battering you all the time <laughs> <laughs> just regarding our, our patreon as well uh <clears throat> sorry uh, you need to you two need to crack on with Fast and Furious. Yeah, I agree. We've been that. talking about cars this because week. Come, this is come, there's no better time. Come the end of March, we'll be on Moon Knight. <clears throat> yeah, you gotta get ready for Moon Knight, guys. Crack on with those. Oh, yeah, you've got a deadline now. Excellent films that you both enjoy. <laughs> Full of high octane chasers. <laughs> oh, why? You're five Fine. to get. You're five to get through as well. That's, that's two a week. Easy. Two a week. Two a week. You want me to go through that twice in a week? Yeah, easy. That's easy. a lot of emotional the, pain. Ex- exceptional, exceptional. It's emotional damage oh, is what it is. <laughs> Candy, what are we doing next week? Uh, next week, it's, it's a you episode, I think, isn't it? It's an Oodles it's episode. It's an Oodles so. episode, so we're going to be doing the Great British Debate Off, which is yeah. I'm personally dreading because I can't really debate my way out of the I don't know he wants us to debate knickers. either this will be interesting well, I'll, I'll explain slightly I'm going to be the master of ceremonies also the master debater um, basically <sighs> what he's going to do is going to get there <laughs> two teams of two so I'm going to decide that on the night and I've got ten topics to debate and basically it's going to be you're not going to choose if you're a for or against this I'm just going to give you that 
on the fly. At least make them things that we're, we're vaguely knowledgeable about. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't, what do you don't think of this? They're not, uh... It's not like, what's your thoughts on quantum mechanics? Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's good this stuff. It's all on the fly, yeah. Which Gundam could fist the other gun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could tell you the answer to that one. Anyway, but yeah, it, and you're going to have to convince me as the Master of Ceremonies um, who wins the debate. They're, they're, all, they're all things you understand and, and know, so it's nerdy shit, don't worry. But yeah, it's going to be a fun old episode. Two concepts in a row. Fancy that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh yeah, if you want to support us in a non-financial way as well, please leave us a five-star review wherever you can. Honestly, I think tonight's episode was a banger, so that deserves a few more five stars. It does, it does. Or you can just score it the way Candy did my trump card. (laughs) You need to relax, big man. Relax. It's just a game. It's just a game. But yes, that's the show. Two for attack as Optimus Prime. I'd be furious. Because to be fair, yours is just a big truck. So how does it get five on attack? Yeah, I'd just smash into him. Got it in his handbag. He's got a handbag, remember? (laughs) Bullshit. Let's just leave it, guys. I didn't win. Just drop it, please. But yes, for all the patrons, we'll meet you in the green room. It's not round back anymore. We'll meet you in the green oh, room. Oh, gone inside now. Is the heat on? Yeah, the heating's on. It's getting cold outside. And for everyone else, good night. Go have your piss. Yeah. My ass is itching again.